0: This is the story of a beautiful place known as the happiest place on earth and all of its history, its secrets, and its tricks that you may find if your mind believes in design and you allow your heart to believe in magic. Step inside and become a citizen of Disneyland. Greetings fellow citizens of Disneyland, Bricky here. Today's adventure, we're going to step into the world of best life and beyond. Katie and Spencer are with us for an unbelievable two-hour interview that I hope each and every single one of you enjoy. Before I started doing a Disneyland podcast in 2019 with my good friend Jared Maruyama, maybe I said his last name right... I had been doing a podcast since 2012, two years as an amateur, and then in 2014, podcasting became my full-time job. So before I did a series just based on Disneyland, I had been doing this for five years. And in those five years, I had the pleasure of interviewing hundreds of creatives from all different walks of life. From guys and gals and bands, to struggling designers, illustrators, comic book makers, to people in bands, people making TV shows, to network executives, to people that will be in the history books, to define our generation's voice and art. I had talked to hundreds of creative people, and I love it. It is probably my greatest passion, is getting to know people, getting to interview people, And because I am a creative and I interview people about things that I understand, I like telling the real story, not the what influences you, where did you get started, but the nuts and bolts of how hard it is to pursue a daydream as your day job. So let me just pause for a second. This podcast will still have episodes about the history and design of Disneyland. We're not getting away from that. In fact, Philander will be back on soon to help me do a complete history of the Jungle Cruise post its relaunch on Friday July 16th. Can't wait to see what that looks like and later on in the month we'll be covering Alice in Wonderland's 70th anniversary and Alice's influence on the park, one of the old school originals. But one of the things I enjoy about this platform is not only being able to tell my version of the Disneyland story, which was the number one thing I wanted to do with Disneyland for designers, but I also wanted to share how others tell the Disneyland story. And I wanted to do it from the perspective of, I understand how hard it is to create a successful YouTube channel. Well, I wouldn't say successful, but I know how hard it must be to do a successful YouTube channel because I could tell you how hard it is to do a unsuccessful YouTube channel. But I understand all of the work that goes on behind the camera, the editing, the scheduling, the navigating a place full of chaos, such as Disneyland and trying to tell your version of the story. What I want to do with the series of interviewing the fellow creators of Disneyland is I want to allow you to see all the things that you don't see on YouTube. Maybe let's put it that a different way. I want you to hear about all the things that you don't see over on YouTube. And it's kind of fascinating how Disneyland fans migrated over to YouTube. I remember the first couple of times I went to the park, I wanted more of it. And I thought, surely Disney has some sort of content that will put me back inside the park. And they didn't. And so then I found over on YouTube that a couple of people were walking through the park holding up a camera and on the days that I couldn't make it out there, the weeks that I was unfortunate enough to make it out to the park, I could always go over to YouTube and watch them walk through the park holding up a camera. Now, I'm not going to say that the production value was great, but what was great and what I understood as a fellow content creator was the great amount of effort that went into capturing all these videos. Fast forward to 2020, during the global pandemic, many of us relied on YouTube to keep the magic alive when the magic was, uh, you know, shut down for 400 plus days. And look, every business that you find will always have competition in it. It's just the way it is. When it becomes something that somebody is doing to try to make a living, there naturally should be a little bit of a competitive nature. Now, sometimes you compete against yourself. Sometimes, like me, you compete against the algorithm. But sometimes also people can get territorial, and that's understanding. Some people were there way before others, and I understand how you get territorial. You want to put your flag down and say, this is the thing that I'm doing, and then here come the copycats. But what I don't appreciate is when you see creators that act like everyone else doesn't exist, and they're the only ones who's doing it. And as I was trying to build my YouTube numbers, I found myself going down that slippery slope of having sort of that attitude of, you know, me against all the other guys, and then As I thought about it at the end of the pandemic, when the park was getting ready to reopen, YouTube was this beautiful place where fans like me and you were able to go and still see the magic in whatever way somebody creatively uploaded it to YouTube. It was that moment when I decided to do the pandemies. I decided to try to retrain my brain to not be competitive, but instead be a champion for all the other creators. I created the pandemies where I try to create an award platform, but I wanted as least amount of responsibility as possible. So the audience picked the people that would be nominated, and then the audience would pick the people that would win. All I would simply do is just be the conduit to the audience, celebrating the people that got them over the roughest year in Disneyland's history. And because I was just doing that for the fans and not really thinking about myself, an amazing, beautiful byproduct of that is, So many of the channels that were featured in the award ceremony reached out to me, said thank you, gave me an internet hug and a handful of them have even become my friends. And I find myself on the inside of this community that for a long time, I felt very frustrated like I was looking through a window at all the big kids at the big table having so much fun. So one of the things I wanna do with Disneyland for Designers, and I hope that you'll give me this creative freedom, is I want to interview all the other creators. I wanna get their stories documented, how they came about to doing what they're doing, sort of the hard part of their job that we don't see, because my idea is this, If you get to know the people, and if you have a better relationship with the people, you will always have a better understanding or appreciation of the channel. And sometimes when you just click into somebody's 200th video, it's missing a lot of context. You don't understand who they are, what they're trying to achieve, and what the narrative of their channel is in this one little clip where they're, hey, we're gonna go look for merchandise today because we've done everything else we could think of this week. So we're gonna try to entertain you with what's new inside the stores. But once you get to know the people, once you get to love their story, it doesn't matter what they're doing. They can do something stupid like make the Jack Jack Dum Dum, and people will still watch and be like, hey, remember when you made the Jack Jack Dum Dum? Yes, I do. Never forget the dumb dumb. So don't worry. Disneyland for Designers hasn't gone Hollywood. It's not going to be all creator interviews all the time. But when people allow me to come and sit in their space and talk to them about their story, I want to share it with you because I happen to believe that you'll have a natural curiosity like I do about how these people decided to do these things and just how difficult it is to make it look like you're always having fun inside of a theme park. Today's episode and all of my content is made possible by my members over at club1313.com. Thank you so much for making all of this possible. Coming up next week, 1313 members, we have a Cars Land watch-along. I've never seen the movie Cars Land. Yes, I know that's not its proper name, but to me, it will always be Cars Land the movie. So I'm going to go there on the big screen after living there in the real world screen. And then also coming up uh, on July 13th, we will have an exclusive members-only live stream from Disneyland. As you remember, maybe the virtual Disneyland streams always got pretty rowdy and pretty fun. Back in the last year. And so I'm bringing those back and it'll be for members only. So thank you so much. If you want to support the content, if you want to have a place to call home where you're always welcome to talk about Disneyland, please join us today over at club1313.com. Today's episode, episode 68 of Disneyland for Designers, I kick off the creator series over here on Disneyland for Designers with a conversation with Katie and Spencer of Best Life and Beyond. Katie and Spencer work around the clock to try to hit uploads seven days a week. That is an insane amount of work and that is from somebody who puts up five podcasts a week and five videos on YouTube a week. But seven days a week means that you're constantly living inside the grind. There's certain shortcuts that you're forced to take just to make that goal that you're putting upon yourself. And often you'll realize not everything you're uploading is gold because you are doing it seven days a week. But what is gold? for the people that are daily is the relationships that they make with their audiences because it becomes a daily ritual, a daily routine. These become people that you feel like you not only know but that you're living your life with. The connectivity on daily is unbelievable. So you don't need a massive audience to be able to make a living from it because your connectivity is so much better than somebody who uploads once a week, but has five times the subscribers, five times the audience. In my perspective with Katie and Spencer, it's not necessarily the view count or the sub count. It's the people that count. It's the relationship that they've made with their audience. And has become buds with these two, and I've seen them cruising around the park. Um, it's amazing to me how much they mean to others. I mean, people see them as if they're at a family reunion, people feel attached to them. And I have done the math. I think it's because of the frequency of upload, and how vulnerable, and how they're willing to really take people into their lives, knowing that it's not about the video of the day, it's about the journey of a year spent together with their audience. And a little behind the scenes on the Behind the Scenes Podcast, after we recorded this two-hour conversation, we would end up hanging out and just talking for hours and hours. And what I've learned from the last couple months of my life is trying to be a better person, trying to be a better friend, has enriched my life in ways I never thought would be possible and has brought so many new people into my life, such as Katie and Spencer, who I have really enjoyed my time with, not only at Disneyland, but getting to hang out and give you this interview on them. Sorry, this was a little bit long, but I wanted to explain to you where the podcast is at, where it's going, and how I had a change of heart and realizing that we're only all trying to do our best job of telling the Disneyland story. And if you love Disneyland like I do, there's no reason why we shouldn't be good friends. Katie and Spencer, welcome to Disneyland for Designers. How are you? Good, Mark. Thanks for having us.
1: We're excited to be here. Actually, we're excited for you to be here.
0: I'm excited that maybe you could just ask one question, sit the microphone down, and show up in 90 minutes and be like, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. This is a huge milestone for me because before the snap, I used to go out and interview people face-to-face. Right. Yeah. And this is my first one back out in the field. Oh, wow. Since Aww. everything went down. So getting in the car and driving today, I was like, I'm in traffic. Were I was all excited. the whole time? Getting the whole way.
2: Back in the game.
0: So this is where I wanted to start with you guys. I know that, Katie, you're a lifelong Disneylander, grew up nearby the park. You've done it your whole life. I yep. know Spencer, like me, you're a little bit later to life to sort of yeah. become obsessive with it. I think there's pluses and minuses to both of those scenarios. Sure. Agreed. But for you guys to go hard in with Best Life and Beyond... And to make this kind of, you know, the number one subject matter. I mean, the name is diverse enough that where you guys are free to go do, you know, haunted house drive throughs like we did last (laughs) year exactly, (laughs) Exactly.
1: or or 50 days at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have the freedom to do other things. But I want to know what about the Disneyland story sort of enticed you guys like this is something that I want to put my time and effort into because I kind of know the part of the story that I wanted to tell people. Right. What part of the story did you want to tell people?
1: Why don't you, do you, would you say it better than I would?
2: Well, I can say for myself, <laughs> um, because like, like Mark said, we grew up kind of in different uh, areas uh, where the Disneyland experience was different. Like yeah. you lived right by Disneyland. I lived an hour and a half sometimes away to where I thought if I go twice or three times a year that I am, wow, I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of these, like, I'm addicted to Disneyland. Well, yeah. I didn't realize there was a whole community of kids down there that, you know, lived down the street, and they were there like every other day or every single week, and it was like, oh, that fascinated me. Yeah, um, being a fan of Disneyland um, for a long time. I mean, I'm a I'm a Disney fan, but I think I'm a Disneyland fan more so. That's I what try grabbed to sp- me.
0: I try to specify that to people all the time. I always tell everybody, oh, no, 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 I'm not a Disney guy. I'm a Disneyland guy. Correct. Because I don't get all the movie references. And as I've become really good friends with one of my uh, regular co-hosts. VIP tour guide, Philander Butler. Philander. You know, he and I are, are, have become really good friends over the last year, and he's always like, Bricky, I love that you only know these things through the park, you know? like Right. Yep. That lighting at Sunset in Radiator Springs, to me, that's something that happens at California Adventure. Right. right. When somebody sent me the link of Shaboom on YouTube, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, they put that in the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm just like completely blown you are away. You so right.
1: Spencer. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. The reason I fell so in love with it is because, I, I mean, I didn't realize until I met Spencer that I was this special breed of humans <laughs> that that was basically born. I took my first steps at Disneyland. Yeah. You know, like everything was was there. And then I met Spencer and it was like... Oh yeah, this is actually really cool and really fun And we should share that with people Well you
2: saw it through my eyes of My wonderment was in you know Disneyland itself uh, Like we talked about, Bricky Where it's like uh, that There's all these hidden things And everything's built for a reason Everything's painted a certain color for yes. a certain reason That fascinates me as, as an, an artist And an uh, appreciator of art Knowing the thought and the time and, and That was put into everything Everywhere you look That I want to hang out there. Yeah.
0: For me, when I showed up as an adult and then I went, you know, saw what it was all like. Because I I basically went there kind of a little bit of a skeptic like a lot of people do. Like this this park is so incredibly small compared to Florida. How could it be that special? Right. Not knowing that that is the dumbest thing that you could ever say because it is it just it is the most special place that you'll ever go yeah and so a lot like you Spencer like I went there and I looked at it as an adult as a trained visual artist and then I said there's a lot of magic, you know, literally like visual magic happening yeah. here. Right. Like everything looks like a composition that was drawn perfectly yeah. in an artist's sketchbook or on an art board, and then they fabricate it and they built it. Hundred percent. So when I started going down the Wikipedia wormhole <laughs> and realizing that everything there had this insane history, you know? yeah. Right. The the theater where Mr. Lincoln's at, like that's where they built all the facades the for the building. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. You know, like they built things, put them on a flatbed, drove them down Main Street, and tacked them up. I'm like. I wanna learn more and more about this thing.
1: And that's what fascinated me though is like I never really thought of that. It's like, you know, when you're you're born in your home and that's just it is it's one of the it's that phrase I I try not to say a lot, but it is what it is and like that's just what I've always known. Well Disneyland has been
0: your reality. Right,
1: that's my reality. And so when you meet somebody like Spencer or like you that are like, No, 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 this was this and like you can see it from a whole set of eyes that's beautiful. And I think when we, you know, started the channel we were like We want to relate to both of those people and know that they both, you know what I mean? Like we just wanted to kind of marry that and then bring that journey alive to people, you know? Well,
0: I think that's a lot of the value that you add to your audience is that you do hit it from two sort of emotional different beats. Yeah. Katie is endless energy and (laughs) Spencer is endless enthusiasm of like, oh my God, look at this rock. And Katie's like, I'm going to dance over the rock. Right, exactly. And it just adds sort of that, you know, because I think that what you guys really offer to people and what a lot of the couple channels offer the people is that people can really see themselves inside of you guys love that and and i think that maybe you're aware of this or maybe you're not that when you're walking through the park you're adding relatability of the people that can't get there as much as you you know
1: that's always what we wanted and so when we hear somebody say that it's the it's the biggest compliment because our every time before we turn that camera on and whatever vlog it may be um, especially at Disneyland, we always remind ourselves, like, we want people to feel this. Right. Not just see it, we want them to feel it. Right. So, you know, whether it's his, you know, wisdom of something that I would have never known, you know, which I love, or, you know, it's my dumbness that some people are, or I don't know what you would call it, like, bah! you know, that some people, they're like, oh, I have that inside of me, well, but I'm afraid to dance it's, it's down. It's a
2: spontaneity uh, of excitement that you have that just yeah. come, you know, it'll come out of nowhere, something will
1: I want people to feel that, that, that you know? yeah, I want people to feel that home feeling that I feel where I feel comfortable enough that I could sleep on Main Street, I could dance down Main Street, right. you know, and I want them to feel that it 's their home too, that it is you know,
0: so how long did it take each of you to get used to the camera and not being in front of the camera? I mean, I think to do what we do, you have to just right. be familiar with that. But I think what a lot of people don't consider is it's not what we do in front of the camera because that's a comfortable spot. Right. It's what we're doing in front of the camera with everybody else around us. Right. And in the beginning, I was really reserved because it felt kind of intimidating, not being me, but what people might perceive right. that as. Yeah. Right. And after like really getting in there and doing a lot of the live streams, when the camera's out, I just feel like there's this energy next to me, which is the audience, hundred yeah. percent. So I'm there with a bud. So if those people are staring at me, who cares? I'm having fun with my friends, right, right.
1: Exactly. The 100%. And I'd say that the big, di- that was a big difference for us as well. Again, we're like fire and ice here sometimes. Yeah. But for me, it's, I feel better, more comfortable, happy. I could, I could be in front of a million people and not care. I'm like, let's do this. This is great. It actually enhanced things for me. Whereas Spencer, I think it took a, a little bit. Well, right? I'm
2: just used to being a behind the scenes right, guy. Right. right? So that was a little bit of acclimation of being like, you know, in front of the camera right? and then a little bit of that, uh, you know, lack of inhibition. But at the same time, I had acted in a movie and done a lot of stuff at one point that really kind of broke me out of that where I'm like, I I don't generally care what people think right? Uh, when I'm doing that, but there is that, that weird little thing when you're you're in public and you're not trying to disturb other people by what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Uh, That's a big thing. So right. I have that in my mind of like, yeah, I, I have no problem being a total idiot right now. Right. But I do not want to disturb someone else's experience at the same time. 100%. So, uh, and you wanted
1: to capture that reality too. Cause if yeah. you're getting too crazy, you're going to disturb somebody else's, uh, you know, joy at Disneyland. And it's, it's not going to be the genuine crowd that you would be walking in with
0: yeah that's why i i, I call it you know picking my battles um, yeah. oh it would be really funny if i went over there and did that thing <laughs> and i know that people watching would enjoy it but if we go there collectively you know mm-hmm. people to do what we do if we go there and ruin it for other guests we've completely gone against our mission statement 100%. that's true
1: like being on the haunted mansion there's a lot of times that you know we're you know we want to film there but uh the screen is really bright right so you have to be like aware that you know if you want to do that you really need to turn your brightness down stand in a certain spot so there's just certain things you have to think about that you're not disturbing
2: and try to refrain from from repeating the ghost host speech in the elevator right like loudly
1: (laughs) like like you're like yeah like we know
2: you know know it we got you know you always (laughs) you
0: always have to keep in mind that somebody's standing around you yeah. Right. It's somebody's first time, right. somebody's last time, and somebody's only time. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't infringe upon that experience for them because you want them to love it like, like we do, right? Yes, right. yeah. Part of the reason why we hold up a camera and go there is because you, you, like, you want to share this thing. Exactly. And you want people to see it through your perspective. Yep. And when I'm live... All the time, the people in the chat are like, "Bricky, you should do this. You should do." This. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." It's not the time or place. I'm not going to walk up to those people and ask them how long they've been in line for Avengers Campus, right? That's incredibly rude to put oh, a camera yeah. in their face, oh, yeah. right? Now, if I walk by and somebody says "Bricky" or somebody says, you know, "Katie Spencer," yeah, yeah, well, now that's an open invite to yep. to mix it up with somebody. But yeah, I I'm so glad that you guys go by that code as well because if what you guys are doing, because I kind of think of you guys as like second generation, right? Yeah, yeah, like I see. Adam, Justin, and Dave yes. on, on the West Coast yep. oh, yeah. as the original ones. Oh, geez. I see you guys in that next level of sort of the second generation and I see myself more in like that third. And my big fear is that now it's kind of down to a science and that more people will get into it but now that it looks like it's such down to a science that maybe they won't act by a certain code right? right. and we'll mess it up for the people that were there. And, and that's, a, that's
1: a big challenge though. Cause we try to like say that a lot, but then people kind of get mad at you and like, you know, so you have to kind of say it gently a lot so sure. that they, if they, they are watching it. and you can influence anybody for, you know, influence them for that, that there's a time and a place. And again, we're not perfect. Like I've, you know, burst into dance and, you know, probably cut people off before, i probably, thankful, probably. <laughs> but I'm thankful for our audience that you know they they forgive me for it they're like oh shoot like okay we get lost in the magic people? sometimes right you yeah. do you just, you'd get swallowed up in it right. and you just you gotta and, especially for me and yeah. to
2: be fair you'd be doing that without the camera on oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that that I can assure you that's it's true. it's not antics just for camera and then she shuts down
1: oh yeah no no uh, yeah.
2: it goes on and on and on
1: but that's true why <laughs> it can be so emotionally exhausting for, not emotionally I guess uh, mentally exhausting for mm-hmm. me because I have to constantly be thinking like, OK, I can't just jump and go dance, you know, on the Mark Twain and, and do an impromptu concert there. I got to be, you know, I got to hold it back and I have to be looking around and paying more attention. because I don't do that. Thank God for Spencer, though, because he does. And I can I can now kind of read his face like this maybe not this would maybe not be a good time. To go and do a concert on the Mark Twain, you know. See that oh, look I, he's giving me right now. I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> I think
0: I think vlogging in a place that is as fast paced as Disneyland that has so many rules and so many different people doing different yeah. things. Like and I always get this word wrong, but it makes you have insane peripheral vision. Oh right? my like, gosh. It's, It looks like I'm looking in the camera, but trust me, I know exactly what's happening at 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock as well. Girl in the
1: green shirt, she's eating a churro, and she's walking to the south. Looks like she's going to get out there. Yeah, you know everything that's going on behind you, around you, to the side of you. It's insane.
2: Well, yeah, and your other senses, too, because then you hear either a loud noise maybe uh, a crying child and you're trying to, you know, take yourself away for the sound purposes. Yeah. So you're, oh, I've
0: never had a crying child walk into a p- perfect shot. Oh, it's never,
1: never happened.
3: Never happened. <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: uh, they fall or, or from
0: those, the sky. Or
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Stone carts. Like, because we do not, for some reason they have not invented oh, carts but, yeah, or, or things yeah. to push around that aren't as loud.
2: Yeah. So sound is an interesting obstacle. <laughs> it um, is. And it's, it's like that, that, you know, it's in the back of your mind a little bit, uh, I think the whole time. Yeah. Don't always. you wish
0: there was a way to wear headphones and monitor your audio? Because uh, you can never judge, yeah. is it too much no. wind? Yeah. Or why did that janitor just show up out of nowhere right, right nowhere. now? Out right.
2: nowhere. You
1: almost <laughs> wonder, like, did that just like, okay. And know?
2: why am I, I didn't have to scream like I thought I did. Now I sound like an idiot. Yeah, or, yeah
1: I'm bad. When I take the camera, I'm always so loud. So I have to like yeah. be extremely quiet. And Spencer's so soft-spoken.
2: Well, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, Spencer, you and I have another thing in common that we're both from traditional media. Yeah, I I was in the music industry. You were in uh, television and film. And so YouTube is a whole other animal, right? Yeah. And I think that one of the things that really sucked me into just consuming YouTube is I love to watch people make their content, but the entire time I'm thinking about the background process of it too oh yeah so it's a it's a form of entertainment that i enjoy at two different levels because i'm thinking about all the work that went into it as well as consuming the final product
2: i'm just like you like that i am all yeah i'm all about process i love seeing how things are done i watch documentaries all the time on how songs were made and i want to hear all the notes from the the mixing booth and and you know how movies were made so yeah i'm always thinking of that as i'm i'm consuming youtube as well and uh yeah, it's, it's such a fun platform like that. And coming from media, like you're saying, uh, always being in a kind of a creative mode because I was always around so many creative people. I always wanted to create my own thing. And I kind of went through some bouts of things that really didn't work out. and um, And then this kind of seemed like, yeah, this is combining all these things that I love right yeah. now. And I think, yeah, this is the thing I want to pour my creative mind and my efforts into. Finally, you know, I've been waiting a long time. Did you, like me,
0: I was thinking of YouTube as traditional media.
2: Yeah. And so I was putting extra
0: effort in to where it wasn't needed. Oh, yeah. And YouTube is like, there's a certain amount of professionalism you need to show up with. Right. But the audience also anticipates a certain amount of like uh, a looser format because that's why they're there because it feels more real and more
2: authentic. Yeah, that real world type of vibe. Yes. Yeah.
0: So... I had to struggle a little bit to brush off some of the "quote unquote" professionalism as far as the production goes. Yeah, there's some things that I'll never get rid of. Right. That I just can't let go as a creator. <laughs> Your yep. standard. But did yeah. you kind of struggle to find that happy medium of former like entertainment professional going into amateur content?
2: Oh, big time on so oh. many levels. And Katie can tell yes. you, <laughs> even just from a level of of her her being you know another uh, talent on the show and me being in kind of a directorial sense of what we do and thinking that I'm, you know, on a, you know, primetime, you know giant show and yeah. and having no time and having to be very curt mm-hmm. and you know so forgive you me if snap? i'm
1: i don't know if y'all heard that yeah, i heard but it but this yeah we it's get like that
2: yeah and so i also heard the
0: word kurt yes, yeah which yeah. i'll be good because i thought that was the crazy kid in my neighborhood that had a well, it, is,
2: it is uh he had that starter mustache you were like dude you're like 12 and like you already got a mustache um, yeah that was the kurt of my neighborhood that's what i'm t- i know kurt kid I'm hit the...
0: puberty way before anybody yeah, else yeah
2: yeah i know that guy um but yeah, forgive me if I'm being curt because I, I get in that mode where I think that, you know, a million dollars is being spent on this production every five minutes and I gotta keep this thing moving as my yeah. previous job as a stage manager. So yeah, I do it to Katie sometimes where I realize when I'm watching the edit, like God, it was too harsh. Like this isn't, you know, yeah prime time live. But at the same time, Katie, it's, is he it's your nice. stage mom? 100
1: <laughs> percent. And he you know, but he is he brings out the absolute best in me of oh. things I didn't know. That I had in me I thought I was just this you know insane person and then he knows how to bring out every side of me that I would ever want out there mm-hmm. good and bad in the right way he makes me able to be relatable he encourages me to you know he's like no, no no you should show that yeah you know you should like I'm like no I look terrible like right now he's like you know what but there's somebody else you know, that, that would want to see that you're not wearing makeup and you're lounging around and, you know, but he knows how to do that and, and put that picture out there properly. So I think you do such a good job of keeping it real, but also keeping it like, you know, okay, we got to do this. D- Thank d- 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 you. Know, no, I so. appreciate that. But like, so and, true. and
2: kind of like Mark was saying, I did have to let go of some other technical things that yes. normally <laughs> on a set that you would stop and you'd redo, you know, like one little sound up, oh, stop, redo it. You know, whereas like now it's like, just keep going. There's, you know? Yeah, there's been times um, like cars that, will go by. It's the kind of that YouTube thing, right? Where it's like something happens, you just address it and keep going. It seems to be a common theme If that you I've seen. If
0: you address it and treat it like you're speaking live. Yeah. Because the worst thing you can do when you're live is, uh, you know, it, not live streaming, but it's like speaking live at like right. a, a, yeah. you know, a convention or a college or whatever. Uh if you try to read a speech and act like everything in the room is not happening, you will fail miserably. Yeah. But if you're in the room and the lights go out, you're like, who did that? Everybody chuckles because it's a moment you experience together. Together. So that live edit in YouTube is like, I wasn't expecting that. And then you go back to the topic you're at. Right. And if you can keep that focus... You'll you'll land someplace where people feel like that they're there
1: with and you. That's right? Where what ha- what's happening Wednesday really helped with Spencer, which is our live. Yeah, that that's thing. what we started uh, back when YouTube just allowed live streaming. I only came from live streaming. I you did came the from whole,
0: Periscope. right? Yeah,
1: Periscope was my jam. I was on the like second half of it. You know, for some odd reason, I don't know why I didn't start doing it earlier. But um, that's actually how we met was on Periscope. And I think the live, though, when we decided, let's do a live stream every week from the park, we're going to, you know, update everybody of what's going on. And, you know, that was our thing. and, And we held the commitment for it. We did. But I think that's what helped Spencer learn that part of it, because he's so good at like setting something up, production. He is... Right. He, just like you were saying, like he's into that professional media type situation, but then when he started doing lives every week and he would find out that we would be at flows, and people would move those aluminum <laughs> chairs. Oh, dude. And he'd, he'd go with it. He'd be like, oh, this is crazy, you know? And it, I was like, see, gotta yeah. just let it be. That's what's I would fun. show my
2: frustration, you know, a little bit and people they related to, to it. this day we will say yeah but those chairs it flows man i'm like oh don't bring that up like See? you know but it's funny you know but
0: if, but you, if you take you.
2: ownership of that moment right.
1: and right.
0: you make it a moment of like oh i love that sweet sound of those
1: chairs right. yeah it's like it now it it's fun. a thing exactly. yeah yeah. Yeah. It yeah totally brought reality back into it and i think that helps you now to this day still
2: oh yeah yeah because i am a lot looser and i forgive myself a lot for for more things i used to Pick apart every word I said after yeah. a day of vlogging and be like, "Oh man, I don't know." Is that? Uh, uh, and I eventually just trust myself and just go with it. And obviously, we have the edit to save ourselves. If and anything. even if
1: you make a mistake and you don't catch it, it's good because it, it again it brings that relatability and it it gives the viewers a chance to be like, "Well, I know that that's not a carrot cake churro." Remember, you got the churro when so, I wasn't. They all with come you. back to you. They, they all come, come back,
2: back to dude.
0: You. There are people that watch those videos and they go over everything. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's Rise of the Resistance, not Rise Against the Resistance, Bricky. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, I'm a punk rocker. I was thinking of Rise Against. You know rise what I mean? That. Like I'm thinking of my friends I used to tour with. Like, it's come on. So let's, ca- let's,
1: call, let's call it Rise Against the Resistance now. <laughs> Let's call it. Yeah. But, I think that just start- that happened.
0: And I just think a lot of people don't keep in mind, you know, you're holding up a camera right. in a place where everybody's going 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. And of course, you know all of this stuff, but there's that... Filming, podcasting, live speaking brain that gets things back and forth. Right. So, Spencer, uh, we're going to talk about Katie for a second like she's not here because I have a feeling that (laughs) we have something else that we learned. (laughs) Yeah. I truly, honestly didn't know how rough the world was on women until I built the business with my wife as my business partner. Yeah. And then I realized that, wow, I'm not like most guys. I've been very nice to everybody, but there are some people, and women included, that will only ever make eye contact with the guy, will only ever talk to the guy. When you see the way that people treat women on comments and with their opinions, it is absolutely brutal. So my question to you, having a female business partner in front of the camera, what did that teach you about being a
2: man? Oh, man. Everything about like a lot of, you know, patience was involved, <laughs> which is something I always, you know, needed a little more practice in anyways, oh, being yeah. an only child, you know, yeah. oh, kind of yeah. it's always all about you. Um, <laughs> so that, you know, it, that gave me a lot of uh, uh, respect for her because of the fact that I have to, I have to just allow her to be her and to do her great thing that she does. And that way I just. You know, I just support that as best I can. And I think the patience was a major part of that. And um and then I see, you know, like the comments are brutal. They're way more personal, I think, for the for the women. It's like yeah. they, they go for the goat, man. They they don't mess around. You know, Whoa. where guys it's like, Yeah, man, you're lame, man, yeah, whatever, you're stupid. <laughs> where it's like, you know, you're fat and you're overweight and your eyebrows look terrible today. And that color you wore, and it's like, dude, wow, like they, they go like heavy. You and I
0: show up every time in front of the camera with the same set of eyebrows. And <laughs> yeah. and nobody cares. Nobody like, your eyebrows look great today. Right. Oh, she didn't do her eyebrows today. Like, it is such an unfair Playing field, oh, yeah. and people are like, I wonder why more women don't, you know, solo vlog or whatever. I'll tell you why. Yeah, because the women that do it get the crap beat out of them on the regular. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, especially when you think about the hours put in and the, you know, what's going on as far as like. That's why we we're just talking about, you know, sometimes you're not fully in your on camera appearance or whatever, and it's like just go with it because we a we don't have time. B that's real life, right? And not everybody is like walks out like. You know, camera ready. That takes that takes a minute. Even for me, it takes a minute.
1: I think the thing people don't realize too about being female is it's really hard because we have. I I would say our hormones are one big obstacle. Like there are multiple times where, unfortunately, I'm going to be I'm going to be real here, but. I get migraines once a month mm-hmm. and and it'll happen for like 4 or 5 days and you know it's in the heat will affect me and I have to worry about all these things that he doesn't have to worry about yep. and it makes it so hard because I'm on camera and I want to be especially with our daily vlogging I want to be I want to be able to roll out of bed, throw on a hat and shirt and just go. But it's like, no, I have bags under my eyes. She was
2: pointing at me, you guys, when she said that <laughs> to say <no. laughs>
1: You know, so it's so much harder. And then people are so mean about it. But the good the good part is, though, I, I, I have this really thick skin and I'm okay. I'm like, you know what? You say whatever you want to. You cannot hurt me. Go well, for
0: it. I wanted to start this way because I think it's only uh, appropriate to celebrate how much strength that you portray and whether these things hurt your feelings or not we don't know because you don't show that but i think one of the number one reasons why your channel is successful is because you are real you are the woman working at home you talk about weight you talk Mm -hmm. about diet you talk about uh you know we're just going live today i don't even have time to put my makeup on right and i think that shows an incredible level of confidence but also comfortability that this is my channel, you're coming into my world, and I can't tell you how brave I think that is, because I know how you get beat up on, but also I think that that bravery equals a lot of relatability for many women like, man, I could never go on without my eyebrows on, or wow, (laughs) like Katie's doing all the things that I wish that I could do. And so I, becoming friends with you guys, and seeing the interactions that you get in the park, and being like, oh, People are here to talk to them. Let me just let me step over and put our conversation on pause. I see the admiration that women have for you.
1: That makes that makes me so. That honestly, I can sleep at night knowing that there's nothing. If I if I get a million mean comments about like oh well you look fat or your your thighs are too big or you have cellulite or your eyebrows suck or whatever it may be, I could take a million of those. But if I get one person once a month, even that appreciates. You know, hey, you made me smile. I'm like, "Oh, heck, yeah. yeah. I'm good. That yeah. charges me up." It's selfish, really, because that charges me up and makes me happy. But I do I think the thing for me, I don't know if it's I'm I'm the weirdo that believes in the zodiac signs. I <laughs> I, I always say it's my Leo side of me. It's like I'm very territorial, and so I'm like, "This is our channel, and I want you to come in, and I want you to feel comfortable." and relate, and happy, and be this confident that I feel, you know, so I feel like if I'm confident, it's going to help somebody else to be confident, and don't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what somebody says about you, though, really, does it, like, are they, unless it's, like, somebody I care about, if Spencer was to say, like, hey, Katie, like, you know, if he gives me constructive criticism, that's coming from, like, somebody who loves me, someone is just there to try and piss you off, or ruin your day, right, why does that even matter right know, it really doesn't to me but
0: it had to have taken you a little bit to come to this conclusion like katie first day on periscope didn't have this (laughs) attitude right
1: no no no. it took it took periscope and and uh seeing people be you know like they would just say things they're like you know you're stupid or you're ugly and i i sat there i'm like i don't even know this person so i started saying bye felicia because i love that movie um, and I would just swipe off. I don't give them the time of day. Yeah. And, you know, that's where we, you know, sometimes we come back at them and we're like, oh, yeah, really? You know, and yeah. we'll fight a little bit back and forth with them. But at the end of the day, it, it was because of seeing that that made me go like, I don't even know this person. Why do I care? That's I don't- the
2: best way to put it, right. though, Like, because that helped me is like, I don't know this person. Why does their so-called opinion even matter it's like someone driving by in a car and yelling you're stupid and keep going right, and it's they like don't know me what are you like, gonna do Go sure. chase d- yeah. you know, it doesn't
1: you know in your heart that what you're doing has good intent you're you're happy you're not trying to hurt anybody you're not trying you know we're gonna make mistakes we're imperfect and even if those people do know you and make a wrong judgment you know in your heart the truth so at the end of the day it's like meh you know what
0: I always have to kind of, like, tell my something good about me to feel better about their comment. And I just go, hey, man, at the end of the day, I'm just a guy who figured out how to get paid to go to Disneyland. Right.
1: right. Like, And that's amazing. Like, <laughs> right. that's so cool. Like, I, that's what I say. I'm I love like, this dude. thing. I figured
0: out how to make it part of my business and now going there is something I look forward to every week. And there's a reward attached by taking a few hundred or a thousand people with me.
1: Right. It's amazing. So say what you want. Yeah. It actually enhances the experience so much. And yeah, it's like, go for it. You know, at the end of the day, they probably wish they were in my shoes. And it's really that, that other statement I tell Spencer all the time is, uh, uh, Unhappy people are unhappy, or what was it? Well,
2: it's the component. hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt. <laughs> yeah, and they're um, unhappy, so they're boring. Trying to make people are bored. Uh, sure, uh, it's all misery does
1: love company, and yeah. if it's a, it's a, always a goal, though. Can we make this miserable person just a little happier and a little nicer? Yeah, I would prefer to do that, and I'll even talk to people. Yeah, because it comes with, with
2: the territory. The bottom line is, if you're going to get involved in this type of stuff, get ready because there, there will be all that that negativity and people trying to cut you down that's just part of it yeah Yeah. but there's
0: also so many beautiful souls out uh, there oh that that outweighs it they love what we love they for whatever reason due to health due to distance due to financial restraints they don't have the same accessibility that we have right so we are a conduit to the magic
1: especially with the pandemic oh yeah this like it this gave such a, a good opportunity for people that really couldn't get there especially in california oh, yeah. or that were not comfortable flying or doing whatever you know so it's so good that we're able to do that for those people and again if one person is happy for 2 minutes of their day We've done our job.
0: When you get that comment, it's like, I was having a bad day and I saw that you guys ugh. uploaded and I hit play and you made me laugh out loud and smile. I always write back, I'm like, you don't have, you have no idea what that just meant to no me. Idea. Yeah. No
1: That's idea. No idea. No, they really don't realize. And like when you meet them on Main Street or you meet them in anywhere, actually, it's in there and you could see it on their face. Yes.
2: It's, They're, yeah, it's ugh. wild.
1: It, I could do that. It's a something I
2: times. never expected getting into this. Yeah. I expected, you know, Oh cool video and I expected you're stupid but I never expected these uh
1: the gratitude
2: the gratitude of of you made my day like you just said Bricky and as well as like you got us through the oh. pandemic. Yeah. Things like that where I, you know, I realize what it means a lot more to people than even we ever intended. It, so it true. takes on a life of its own, you know.
0: Well, what I know about, you know, music and podcasting is that It's an incredibly free medium, Mm -hmm. right? You can listen to this conversation while you're walking the dogs, driving the kids around on an airplane, but there's something about the video medium, you know, TV, cinema, YouTube, where you're watching somebody live their life and you're recognizing everything about their world. And it adds such a a different perspective on somebody like somebody that talks to you on the radio. Right. Like I feel like Howard Stern sometimes is <laughs> a bud cause I've listened to every show yeah. since 98. Yeah. But when I watch people on TV, it just, they're on a stage, Yeah. you know? And when people come to you, you know, they sit around with their family, they watch you guys do these videos and you take them someplace they wish they could be right. That transformative experience means so much to people. And Ugh healthily we don't think about it when we're doing it yeah and when those moments happen you're like oh yeah people are watching this
1: right oh yeah <laughs> like especially with our, our home is where the vlog is like they would be like oh yeah you know i noticed that you like moved that shelf or or you're using that knife to cut up your vegetables yeah. and i'm like how did you know they're that?
2: really paying attention 100 yeah, yeah, but it
1: baffles me sometimes i forget it's even there i'm like oh I didn't know you showed me chopping that zucchini with that knife. Like I probably, I, wow. Just how did you guys know that? I, we were-
2: so, I sometimes just even forget that of certain things that we put on cause we shoot so much of our lives Yeah. that sometimes somebody will say something to me like, Oh, that was so funny how you, you know, chose that, that one colored shirt when you guys were at target as opposed to the other one. Cause I thought you were going to get that. And I'm like, like, was how that did on a video? you know? <laughs> right? like, how did you know that? Oh, okay. It's like, you crazy. know, people will tell me something. I go, "Oh man, that's funny."
0: They're like, well, you said it. I'm like, I don't... <laughs> oh, I am I, I, I don't. I don't remember saying <laughs> right, that. Right? No. I mean, it's so true. <laughs> it's it's a it's a really interesting thing where you're putting the content out there. People are consuming it, and that journey that they go on with you, it really does mean a lot. And somebody phrased this to me once when we were talking about TV on the podcast, and thought it was brilliant. They're like, when I start a new TV show. I have to look at these people and be like, "Do I want to be friends with them?" Ooh. And I think on YouTube, it's even the stakes are even higher. I think you have to watch Heck somebody yes. be like, "Do I want to be best friends with these people?" Right. Yeah, because it is so intimate. It is so relatable. Mm-hmm. You do feel like you're sitting in the car next to people on right. the flight with them, standing in line with them at the park. Yeah. So I think that people really pick their channels based on can i get to know these people do i want to be inside of their world that's such a good point even because
2: it's on their phone and a phone is a personal thing that's where you keep your photos and all your contacts and you're on that phone with them you know if they're not even thought about it like that that's a
1: really like wow that kind of just blew my mind a little bit here
2: yeah i mean
0: it's it's an crazy it's a crazy accessible platform and that Mm -hmm everybody has a device that gets to it it's not hbo max it's not netflix like if you're willing to watch through some ads and thank you for not skipping the ad thank you it it is something that you can also with the time of these videos you know a a traditional media tv it's going to hit 42 minutes right Right. you can fit a 20 minute vlog while you're waiting for your car to get washed while you're waiting to get into the doctor's office you know i've had people tell me that They've had gnarly things happen in their life. And like, I just wanted to put the podcast on and be with my friends. Wow. Right. And that sort Love of escapism that. that we offer people is amazing. So that being said, yeah. let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah. We have decided to make it a job, yes. which does change a lot of the different factors around it. 100%. So I'm fascinated to know this from you guys. Do we keep a calendar? Do we know what we're doing for the next 10 days? Every time do we go to the park, do we have a list on notes in the iPhone? We gotta do these five things. Like you do a good job of sometimes making it look like you're just cruising and breezing through the park. <laughs> but I know a lot of times to get that perfect thumbnail, to get that perfect description so people hit play, yep. you gotta have like a focal point to what you're doing. So how much production are we actually putting in to our programming?
1: So that's my job. That's a lot
2: of what Katie does. Is uh, <laughs> Katie's in charge of the planning? I would have
0: guessed that completely different.
2: That is shocking. <laughs> really? right, that is shocking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she does a lot of all the all the booking as well because obviously that translates right into that as yeah, far as you know buying tickets or you know figuring out the, the you know the trip that we're going to go on. But it is a daily uh, effort because because it's YouTube. Um, and we like to you know live our best life and be timely about what's happening in the world it's like something'll pop up and it's like oh let's go shoot this today now mind you we probably had a schedule but we somehow figure out how to yeah. manipulate that a little bit because like wow this is really important uh you know the bands coming back to Disneyland oh my gosh right. you know we- if yeah.
0: Disneyland just had an email list where they gave us two days more notice than everybody else how easy would that make our life
1: my oh my because we
0: find out when the gym pop finds out exactly but we have the expectations of like i gotta get down there Oh, it
1: is it is absolutely maddening um so the way i structure our lives first of all i am not good at putting a calendar on my phone and following i cannot do it to save my life I need so I have a book I don't have it I think I have it in the other room but I have a calendar where I write out everything an I an analog to, calendar oh yeah oh yeah I have to write it out I have to have things written um so what I do I'm on I'm the one that's mostly on Instagram um very occasionally I'll go back on a toxic Twitter just to see if there's any highlights that I maybe missed that couldn't get on Instagram or whatever sure, it may sure. be sure Um, and I kind of see what's going on. I search hashtags, like what's kind of big. And then I have to look at, okay, maybe this is something super popular and like people are getting good views on it. But at the same time, I have to, I measure it against, um, is that something that Katie and Spencer would genuinely be interested in? I love
0: that answer. I
1: can't just go, okay, there's, you know, this, Show that's happening at Disneyland, and you know, dude, people are getting like thousands of views on it. And you know, but I'm not, we're both not 100% into it. So is that authenticity gonna? And it's true because people on YouTube, they know they're not dumb dums. They know they're like, you're not really feeling this, are you? This isn't authentic. I know it. Therefore, I'm not gonna watch it. Well, YouTube you is know? such a
0: big platform that, uh, it will tell you what your stock oh, yeah. value is. Like, oh, yeah. you, people will go in there and immediately not watch it, skip it, oh, yeah. tell you what they really think of it. Like, oh, yeah. You have to keep yourself honest because yes. they will see through yes. anything that's yeah. False. It's very the good transparent is, like that. Uh,
1: because I'm on Instagram so much, I, I try to read and actually take the time to look at my uh, direct messages. And they will tell me like, "Hey, you know what you guys haven 't looked at Merch in a while, and I kind of want to know mm. what 's going on in main mm. street like where can i you know how, how what does Star trader look like Well, yeah, and I the beauty of that
2: see. is that that 's listening to our audience as well yes. and knowing our audience as well as and doing doing us. doing what 's true to us right. but also serving them in a fact of like would they really want to see this like yeah. i don 't know if they would and so dude, that. I
0: did a two-hour live stream where I stood in line, and people and it's great. people were pumped, and I came up with it's the amazing. phrase "I'm the Lion King." The life.
1: heck, yes! And the Dorito, the, <laughs> the gauntlet,
0: dude, the it's Dorito the,
3: gauntlet, it's those gauntlet those that I heard things, about. Things
1: though, but that's what makes it fun. So yeah, I have to kind of like look at like, okay, I know, and and then from being in the theme park world for so long, I know that if we're doing Halloween stuff, Halloween's a massive holiday, you know, fall ho- Halloween it does amazing, but. By the end of September, they're over it.
0: See, you told me that, and that made me... That's why I love becoming friends with you guys and and the other creators I've been able to meet out at the park. Because, you know, when you're just doing this, like, isolated... Right. A lot of times you're like, I'm a failure, I'm a disaster. Because I was blown away that um, buying... Well, actually, covering the news about (laughs) Disneyland reopening... Yes. Massive growth for my channel. They love it. Buying my ticket to Disneyland really big pop mm-hmm. going to disneyland nobody cared
1: it's the build-up and
0: i thought man i guess i must have really dropped the ball or like maybe i'm the pandemic guy and nobody <laughs> likes me in the real oh, world Oh no! and then when you broke down to me like Bricky, if you do halloween your biggest videos will be in august i was yep. like
1: screw yep
0: what yeah and you're like anything you put up in october they're already on to the next they're thing.
1: done they're ready for christmas which
0: that you telling me that that's why i'm going to walt disney world the week before the 50th Good. and I'm out the 50th is my last day October so 1st crazy. I'm going to go amazing race yeah. to all four it's parks smart. yeah and then I'm flying back home it's because amazing I don't know that anybody will care on Saturday right
1: right it's yeah. going to be there is a little bit of an oversaturation that does happen it's just what happens they I'm thankful that we do have so many creators that can give different angles for different mm-hmm. people different yeah. relatability mm-hmm. uh, relatability um so i'm thankful for that but at the same time they, they they're they're kind of like okay we've got okay we get it you right, like right. disneyland
0: okay it's uh, hard to get into Avengers right, campus right, right we
1: get it like okay yeah. um but that's also i have to be the judge there and spencer gives me kind of carte blanche with that and it's like you decide like are they gonna like watching an entire month of you guys going to disneyland but at the same time that's true to who we are right. like that's what we would have done right, we right. said it multiple times when disneyland reopens we're gonna be there for maybe two months and that's what our vlogs will be and that's that but at the same time i have to still plan out i plan about six months in advance like i already kind of have fall pretty much set in stone for us
0: like you know different will we'll be different things you want to do different yep. places you want to be yep wow. i've got that's trips impressive booked.
1: um i have to have all that that done but then i also have to the hard part of my job is figuring out, are we going to, um, I have to leave Wiggle Room. Yeah. And I have to be able to juggle. And that's where not having an annual pass and having this ticket and reservation system. Oh, well, my god. for the gosh. Disneyland
2: stuff, yeah, it, it makes it tough. For Disneyland,
1: Yes, yeah, so tough. Yeah. Because um, we used to be able to bop over whenever well, and we wanted. If
2: you think about even the entire pandemic was anything you wanted to do, you had to get a reservation because yep. you couldn't just show up and crowd the place because they didn't want that. It wasn't right, safe. right. So she became this expert planner during one of the hardest times to plan anything like yeah. that and the availability of stuff, it was like, well, they're only gonna allow twenty percent of so that means like, you know, four people are gonna get in there and how do you get that ticket and how and do I you I had
1: to have a backup plan. Like yeah. you yeah. would have a plan like So
2: kudos to Katie for thank for, you for being uh this pre production mistress. <laughs> yeah
1: during the
0: during the actual pandemic, Ooh. I just did everything green screen for my home studio and right. I went that route and I would watch your Raw's videos like when the the two of you and Adam were doing all the different drive throughs and stuff uh, around town. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's really cool that they're getting out there and documenting this moment in time yeah. and showing people what it's like. The good and the bad. Like some of those events, you guys just had to be like, that wasn't really worth 45 bucks. Yeah, yeah. But it was awesome that you took everybody to see that it wasn't worth it. Right. And I never put it on you guys like, well, that wasn't that fun. I was watching like, oh, man they got sold a bill of goods here right and they're, you know they're trying to have a good I'm time i'm so
1: glad it came across that 100%. way whenever people see that and recognize it time capsule that, yeah. you know and if you would have been like guys it's
0: so amazing it's we got like, scared so hard yeah. like, come on what are you doing here
1: <laughs> yeah right like well of course like act that's like that's exactly
2: how Katie does it too yeah, sometimes yeah yeah
1: well of course <laughs> act like you know it, we because we want to also provide some entertainment value but at the same time we're not going to be fake like that's no the because i think thing.
2: honestly we will have a good time no matter where we are, we'll figure out like, you know, we are in a, in an empty lot with a cardboard box. You bet that there's going to be antics and puppetry and all sorts of things happening in the first five minutes. That's just us. And so I think sometimes people uh, are a little harsh on us about like, well, you like everything, every food you try, you never, you know, whatever. And it's like, we're good choosers of, Food and where we go, and I'm an adult, you know. We I've had, research. I've had all the flavors,
0: right? I, I, I don't eat Indian food. I'm not going to eat it on camera yeah, unless right. you dare me to, right? Because the review will not be favorable, right? You know? It's I'm not, not like,
1: something I like. Guys,
0: that came out with this new panini pocket uh, that's Indian flavored at the park. I can't wait to rip one, and I'm not going to be in like Adventureland with like tears rolling down right. my face, right? Like I'm because I, right. I can't handle it. Right. it.
1: Yeah. Well, we I think right before the pandemic, we tried something that was we didn't really care for and people ripped us to shreds Mm, about it mm. but i was like would you prefer that we come on here pretend that we love it and i mean i think the main theme that runs through our channel is that we constantly every time authenticity be yourself because that at the end of the day is so imperative
0: so living here we have access to everything sure right between la and orange county we have just access to everything i mean Just the Anaheim Convention Center alone, adjacent right next door to Disneyland, it's just a conduit to all types of things. Heck yeah. So what do you look for when you're going outside of the gates of the Disneyland Resort what do you look for that you think like what's the crossover between your personal happiness Mm -hmm. but also your audience's interest entertainment like how do you figure that
1: out yeah we usually so what i do when i'm planning i look at something that i know spencer can shoot well Mm -hmm. um because there there sometimes there's things that i know that we'll both like it has to hit all those boxes like you were saying like you do have to kind of find a way to marry all of it but i also have to look at the first thing i look at is is spencer going to film this well the way he would like it and you know which he could pretty much do anything now but well
2: and can i film it and still do it
1: and and, you know. and will that will that authentic joy and happiness that we're feeling about it because kind of like spencer said earlier i feel like we could go to a parking lot with a cardboard box and still make it fun and entertaining you know for everybody but it's like you and do have to and for ourselves yeah. well and
0: that that skill set comes from the weekly live that we all do yeah right. because you know to put down a little bit of the science behind it the weekly live requires zero editing zero uh next to zero production i mean i make slides for mine so there's a, like a couple of hours of research yours are and amazing stuff. by the way Thank yours you. are a yeah. whole
1: different breed of like they can c- hold my attention
0: yeah. i appreciate that yeah but you know the, the weekly live that we all do it kind of just gives you that space where like this is an easier one to make and you know as i was telling spencer when you guys were out in florida i was having fun seeing you guys go live every day because i'm like oh they're going to go live today because the edit's not done for what they shot yesterday right. Right. or they're buying time to go shut down epcot tonight so you know <laughs> understanding what you guys do i love watching the video but then also doing the background math and logistics of what's happening yeah but talking about being in a parking lot making a cardboard box fun that's the skill set and the muscle memory from the lives right
1: yeah i would definitely say so going out on a
0: high wire for 60 minutes and whatever happens happens yeah and
1: then trusting that they are there for you not just 100 percent not not just for the box the title of the video (laughs) or yeah exactly like okay maybe it is a food festival and they do want to see like what the foods are like but you have for us when we looked at what we wanted to do on YouTube, we were like, okay, there's a lot of channels that are informative, you know, where we want to be just 25% informative, but the rest, the 75%, we want it to be entertainment. We want them to be there for us. <laughs> i was
0: so you're going to be like, we want to be 25% informed,
2: 75% uninformed. Uninformed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of.
1: <I> love that. <laughs> pretty close. I mean, pretty close. Um, That's accurate.
2: Yeah, but no, I think you're right. It's 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 that level of uh. You know, wanting to do what we want to do, but, but serving serving the, the initial cause the as other, well. So that the, yeah. that
0: was the space that you guys wanted to try to hit. Like we want right. to tell people what's happening, right. but leave enough looseness yeah. so they can al- also capture a contact buzz of the fun that we're having. Yeah, yeah.
1: the other thing is... That's that, fascinating. Yeah, the other thing is too, there's, we do a lot of traveling, right? But we are also creatures of habit. I think a lot of Disney people... Uh, our creatures of habit. Like we could go on Thunder Mountain a million times and still be just super overjoyed.
0: What do you mean we're creatures of habit? Right. Park open up at nine, flag yeah. ceremonies at 4.30, yeah, it's going to but- close at nine o'clock tonight. I
1: don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, but we love it. And and so the thing is with our travels, we notice we do, uh, so now we're coming into this thing where we do want to kind of keep it fresh. So our goal is to do at least four things new every year, four new trips, even if it's two, that's amazing, but yeah. four is my ultimate goal. But then we also want to take them back to Palm Springs. Like, we've done Palm Springs, what, five times? I don't know. Like uh, yeah. I love Palm Springs. Right, so it's like, but we want you to feel like that's what a family would do. That's what a couple would do. So if you're just, you know, Tom and Sally, you're pre- you, your little spot in San Diego is amazing, and you want to go back to your little spot in San Diego. So we also want to keep it um, that other, I don't know, some some percent i can't do the numbers but we want them to feel the repetitiveness of like dude you know we had so much fun in la quinta let's go back to la quinta
0: from what i've seen as a content creator is there needs to be a certain percentage of familiarity yes so people know what they're getting into but there also needs to be a certain experimental part or exploration part yes because if not it's like well this guy always does this right you know and so that's why when i looked at just being exclusively a Disneyland channel, I try to figure out lots of different types of videos to make in that space,
1: and you do a good job at it.
0: Thank you. Whether it's news or mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, a history piece, or now now that faces are back, I'm, right. I'm vlogging right because I'm like Loving I'm not, not going to vlog like this the a thing. You uh, know what I mean? So challenge much fun. of
1: that with the mask on was so hard and that's your world
0: though but because you guys do showcase the fun and the interaction so you guys were your hands were tied behind your back that what you do you still had to keep going that way yeah if you guys would just abruptly became a news channel it would have been like what
2: what's
1: going on right like who is this well yeah and
2: and kind of like you were saying about it um personalizing it in a sense the the brand is is essentially us where i think originally the brand was disneyland for us yes and then we quickly kind of realized like well, it's gotta be about us and our experience because there's enough people out there doing really a really yes. good job at yes showing the park and doing their thing, but like how do we what are we bringing to the table? Right. Us. How are we different? You know what I mean? And so we're we're just grateful that, that actually translated to people when we made that shift of like, let's make it about us, even if we're here making toast and coffee in the morning, that's what we're doing. And they're there you know? with us.
0: But I think once you know, once something big draws people in, you know, yeah. like you guys are the first people in Avengers Campus and somebody's curious about that. Well, they watch that video and they're just watching it for the subject matter, not for you. Like, right. you're almost the annoying vessel to yeah, get to the yeah. thing that they love. For sure. But then YouTube shows you guys a couple of other times. And so they click in and they do three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. But it's that moment once they get to know you yep. and understand your dynamic and yeah. see a little bit of themselves inside of you, that's when they're on board and they're like oh my god she makes her toast just like i do and my husband always <laughs> yells at me because i
2: put the knife back right in butter <laughs> right. instead of laying
0: it on the you know what i mean like that's when no, the relatability right. comes in because we Love hear that. that we literally yes. hear like
2: i do the same thing that katie does when she does the da 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 and spence yeah. i know dude i drink the same you know drink or, or I, I, yeah. I got that hat or yeah. whatever that's why when you guys were
0: you extended the live stream when i was on the plane yeah oh, and you gosh. guys got slap happy you literally made the last hour and a half of my flight cruise by <laughs> and I and I sent you a message just being like that live stream got so loose that it literally felt like everybody was the third person sitting on the couch. I
1: love that. See, that's our that's our goal. We try to do that so much. But you can't start there. You can't, no. You get yeah, there.
2: No. Yeah, exactly. You, there.
0: you take your audience there with you and they're willing to go there with you because right. you've earned their trust. You've earned the fact that they know that you're reliable. And like right. the, the people that do all this gnarly stuff, are just hanging out having fun right. and they invited me in with them yeah. it's like and a this, club this climate yeah.
1: is so it's so different nowadays where like if you make a mistake you say one wrong thing that cancel culture is so prevalent so it's kind of like you do have to loosen up and be like you know what they're going to forgive you if you mess up and you can say like dude I messed up I shouldn't have said that sure. I'm sorry like you know and they, they'll forgive you for being slap happy and saying things you know wrong and whatnot. so it is it's kind of a mutual trust that just kind of like we're chilling. Like, yeah, this you're just is having
2: gonna, fun. Well, and this it's a vulnerability fun. that I think that people can relate to. 100%. Uh, yeah, you know? if it's
1: too structured for us, like, that's why we were laughing with the, that night, I think, was the night we used the microphones. And we were like, what if we did this? You know, for our, <laughs> and we get What
2: if we talk and... like it was public radio? Yeah.
1: Welcome it, to Best
2: Pledge life. Drive.
0: You said something, though, that uh, really resonated with me is that there's so many people out there giving the information. Yeah. And totally. one of the things I had to learn was, You're going to break your neck. You're not going to be happy trying to be first. And then because I have such an amazing community through my Discord and club1313.com, thanks for signing up today, uh, (laughs) that I realized that my audience, they know the news when I find it or maybe even a beat before me. Yeah. So it's like I started to shift my mind and like, I'm not breaking any news to the hardcore people. No. But what I am hopefully doing by not being the first person, but being the research person, is I'm bringing a different viewpoint to That's it. That's yeah. what
1: we love so much is because you can explain it to me in deterrent Like I can read it. I have I have the alerts on my sure, phone.
2: But it's his perspective. It's your
1: perspective. Yeah. Like the way you look at it, and you'll give me an infographic or, or like a, a graphic with it because I'm a visual learner. And so you appealed to me in that way where I can look at it and go, oh, David from Fresh Bake does a great job at it too. Like Spencer can do it too, but sometimes well, he's busy editing, yeah. so he can't do that. So we rely on you and David because you, for me, you know how to break it down the way it's the way you're looking at it is the way I'm going to look at well, it. Well, I have you a know? learning
0: disability, which teaches me to take information differently right. so i present it that way to people it's amazing. where i take a big paragraph and i look at it as lots of little questions right. that i have to ask back to myself so that's why i love taking a poem from kenny p rocks,
1: <laughs> kenny and, p. rocks. and
0: deciphering it out to the audience but you know I, I you brought up a good point though spencer where it's like uh because i didn't mean to make that about me no. but people want to see your all's vibe on the merchandise they right. probably know that the 2021 merch is on sh- on shelves. Right. They want to see what you want to buy, how you're excited about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it took me a while to figure out like, they don't really care about the food. They want to see my reaction right. to the food. And, and everybody right. knows not, that I love yeah. coffee. Yes. Now that there's coffee in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, I'm like, i got to drink some drinks. Sure. You know?
1: Exactly. Right. And it's not about being first. It's about how you are delivering it. That's right. Because really the what first
0: will is. make you go insane, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. And I used to, when I was trying to build my Instagram, that was the big way to build it up. I mean, I still see it nowadays. Sure. But the big way to build it up. Is to go race and get that pair of ears and post it on Instagram because it's going to get more likes that way and going to get shared. It's shared. Oh god, there was a
0: thumbnail that David from Fresh Bake put up once where he was like breaking the news and it literally looked like he was sprinting to the camera, like it was like you know you hit live like this. (laughs) Yeah, right. And I saw that thumbnail and I was just dying laughing. I'm like, he literally was racing to get live.
1: And it's like it doesn't do you any. It honestly doesn't. (laughs) And, and uh, That's
0: one of those things of Being behind the scenes oof. Like I was just dying laughing Knowing like Oh I'm trying to get everything Dude, going Oh and, and, and yeah Because we've really, all been there
1: Yeah and, and I think at the end of the day though People aren't going to Like relate to you Because you're first Right Because are they going to be Really probably not Well
0: the first crowd Is also the crowd That will go into your comments And put in 7 minutes 26 seconds Yep all, oh, everything yeah. else is trash, but this is the part you guys want to hear about. Yes. And to those people, I always say, "Have you ever heard of context?" Right? Like right. they make me want to make a video.s How is Avengers Campus? <laughs> it's good. It's right in the video.
1: <laughs> just there you go. Right. I you know they
0: timestamp though <laughs> zero point one. It'd be like you know I would <laughs> right. I would
2: right. equate it to like watching a Super Bowl, and and just like oh I just want to find out the results. Chiefs win. Right. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm good. Just Like, no, I want to see the whole experience. I want to watch the commercials. I want to be a part of the experience that that happens, and then we'll all share this this crescendo at the end, or whatever happens. Uh, but so But yeah, true. it's it makes up. It a really lot. doesn't.
1: There was it, I I I lived through, and I was one of the first people to get that. I don't know if y'all remember this, but it was that Beauty and the Beast. Cup, the enchanted rose cup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my photo got used everywhere. It was so amazing. My Instagram was doing so good. I was like, Were you just
0: coincidentally at the park? Was that just pure accident? Yeah, because I happened
1: to live I mean, like I said, I that's why I kept getting merch all the time. Like I that's where I think I got a lot of, you know, the Instagram thing was because I was there all the time. That's just what I did for fun. I loved looking at merchandise and I'm a shopaholic, so you know but uh i happened to be there and that photo just got used it did so good with my instagram and you're like dang i could just keep doing this and like my instagram will grow but then you start going like is this who i am
0: right no, what's the I'm connective not... tissue with me in the audience Right? like it's right. not
1: just me going to pick up merch and being the first merch person like i wanted people to to relate to me katie i'm not miss merchandise katie like that's something I appreciate and I like, but, and then again, so then when our channel came in, it was like, we want to make sure that we don't take that and, and breed it into our channel that like the breaking news will always be here. I mean, unless we really care about it, are we going to like pretend? No. Well,
0: when I look at the channels that I consume, right? Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy DSNY, Jack from DSNY. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's good. He's, he's super so professional. Good. Uh, his edits are great, his narration, his reading ability is really great. Fabulous. I feel the least connected to him. Right. And somebody like Adam, uh, Adam the Woo who yeah. I watch, you know, pretty much everything he uploads. Right. His facts are factually incorrect a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. It, his famous line, eh, don't quote me to that. I'm not really yeah, sure if right. what I right. said like, is yeah,
1: true, you know. Yeah.
0: But because he is vulnerable and he is on a journey, you know, Jack from DSNY is giving you all this like really well thought out stuff, yep. but there's not a lot of personality there. Adam's just kind of living and it's all personality. Right. So between those two creators, I sort of put them up as like one I feel very connected to, one I watch and enjoy. That's your barometer. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that what you're saying is, is like if you're the person who always put up the thing first, the moment you're not first... You're already in last place.
1: Exactly. But
0: if you focus on being Katie and mm-hmm. being a role model and seeing the world the, the way that you do and right. sort of saying, this is who I am, accept right. it, awesome, go on this journey with me. Yep. Yeah. You don't accept it, then I'm not for
1: you. So then when you are wa- going to want to make a vlog in a parking lot with a cardboard box, they're going to be like... What is she gonna do with this cardboard box? This is gonna be fun and I'm gonna watch it. Right. Katie,
0: what size box did you buy? I was looking on Amazon. Right. I need to get a book.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: And that's Was it what corrugated? I want. Was it glued or was it stapled? My husband, I'm pretty sure he ordered
0: the wrong one. Is this yes. like
1: the box yeah. that you guys have? I, that's what I need. So we'll that's send you the I link. Uh, right. That's what I want. I yeah. just I don't want to be first. I don't you know it's great if you are. It's cool because then you do if if you're ever seeing us rush to get something first, know that we're not rushing to get the views we we're rushing because we want to capture that insanity. The reaction and the annual reaction. passes are canceled, and it's fun. You gotta
0: go live right. because right. I feel like I just got punched in the gut. Right, exactly. and we want
1: to get punched together with you, so you know we're <laughs> d- we're drowning in this boat. Quote of
0: the episode: We want to get punched with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's our that's our pretty much our channel slogan here at Best Life and Beyond. We all want to get socked together in the face. Yep, but that's true though. We want to be there with you and and experience that. That's why like if we're lucky to go to a cast preview. Of something there's a different energy there than there is for the first day reopening a Disneyland yeah. those were energy? two different days right 100% the, the,
0: the cast preview that we were fortunate enough to go to on that Tuesday yes was a company picnic right yep Friday was the reopening of Disneyland. Yeah.
1: Right. It's like there's there's this certain thing, and we're, we're there to give you that experience. Right. From we like our, to be able right.
2: to show you those different experiences, what it's like if you're just a normal person like we pretty much are. We are, you know, essentially the, the average- Buying a ticket, walking through goer. the gate. Yeah. Right. Just have a camera. And Correct. And
1: that's where I'm so thankful for Spencer, because- I mean, on a million levels, I'm thankful. For this is you. recording, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's because I can make it a I... ringtone.
2: Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Thank you.
1: A lot of my confidence comes from the fact that I know everything I would want to share with those people. The excitement, the energy, the the other creators, the guests, the cast. I know that Spencer is going to be able to capture everything I would want to show. And I get, I get even more charged up from that because I'm like, yes, we're going to be able to give the people this energy and this excitement and Spencer's going to capture it in such, he works his butt off till three in the morning, four in the morning, all night sometimes capturing that with everything. And it's so ugh, So, so one of
0: the things I wanted to talk about, because I, I know that you guys have that amazing balance, you know, that's, I'm. There's a lot of fun about being a solo creator and I just do what I want to do but also seeing the teamwork and the division of labor is like, yeah it's enticing
2: I don't know how you do it
1: how you do- <laughs> I really
0: don't any of my don't. friends
2: that do it solo I it it perplexes me cuz I couldn't do it but
0: mm. getting to spend the entire Avengers campus day with you guys and watching how much you shoot Spencer and then seeing the Edit come out the next day by like two o'clock or so. Yeah, it was really really fascinating, and I'm like, I know that we're going to be doing a podcast interview, yeah. so it's even sort of paying more attention to like how much you capture and you know what I loved about you is that while you're living through the day, you have the wherewithal to still be having fun, eating the new food, Isn't being with crazy? all your friends. But Spencer's like, I should probably get up right now and go get coverage of right. the door melage. Like you're able to be a director. Uh, a producer and a theme park attendee at the same time. Yeah. And then
1: go and edit it.
2: No, that's a good point though that you make. And, uh, only a creator would know that because it's that balance because I don't want it to be unauthentic. I want it to be like, look where I'm really having a good time, but I do have to be mindful of certain things for the, for the edit. I have to be mindful that I have enough when I get there because Like a lot of people, I've I've been there in the edit and gone. I needed this and I needed that and I I can't tell the story correctly. I don't. We never said goodbye. Yep.
3: Oh yeah. (laughs) So many times. (laughs) So many times.
2: So I think you know it's it's ever uh, evolving and so I'm always learning how to do that and trying to balance that at the same time and like you know I do end up with too much footage usually. Um, I couldn't believe how much you shot, and that
0: made me think because I know we. We're all still high on the magic. Oh, yeah. We sat on a concrete bench for an extra hour, just making everybody's Dude. life harder. Right. But we didn't want to say goodbye. And we're also used to Disneyland closing at midnight. <laughs> That's right. When's that coming back? That's because right. midnight dust means 1 a.m. Yeah. Hey.
1: Thank you.
0: But I was like, man, he's only going to make his life so insanely hard because yeah. you have to skim through all of that oh, and pick the best parts. And I did notice that in your edit, you kind of naturally reached a moment where you're like, this is where part one stops. Yeah. And I I really respected that because one, I've learned that if you put too much in one video, people don't know what's there and you're actually over delivering to your audience. Yeah, But two, I'm like, he's also pulling back now because he wants to get this out by at least two o'clock on Saturday. Right. Right. And so it was interesting to see that then to see the part two show up. Cause I was like, if he doesn't show Katie all, tricked out it with the spider goggles on the gauntlet, the gauntlet. just out there like cruising and dancing because that day was like I'm dead I'm dead I'm dead I'm tired I'm high I'm high I'm high I'm dead I'm dead I'm yeah. dead I'm, dead, I'm yeah. dead Choco smash I'm high right. I'm high I'm high we were, I'm yeah. crashing from the Choco smash
1: <laughs> New merchandise go It was yeah,
2: insane It was the camel hump sitting credit coaster <laughs> all day That's
1: what makes it so much fun That was no, like it the is. Rise opening day Well I think Ugh.
2: that's why I tend to overshoot is because I don't know what's going to happen Sure uh, I have learned the lesson of uh, maybe I should have gotten that. That would have been fun to have. Better that. to have it and throw it away, right? Exactly. Um, and you know, I throw away a lot. I end up a lot of times with like you know, 170 plus clips of. So yeah, that's which yeah. translates to like two two hours or something sometimes, <laughs> and I'll just have to. I also know when stuff's B roll. I know when stuff. I do this little thing for oh, yeah. for voiceovers where I put my hand in front of the lens and kind of wave it. So that when I'm scrolling through, you I know, know that, what that that's, that's going to be a voiceover right yeah, there. Uh, yeah. Ironically, I was talking to David from—is it David that does it? Uh, also, Justin it? does that as well. Yeah, there's a couple oh, folks really? that do that. Yeah. yeah. And, it's um, almost like a marker. You know, it's a from, marker. Yeah. I learned it from skateboard uh, filming, which I wasn't a skateboard filmer. I was a snowboard filmer. But I saw guys in skateboard films in the edits put their hand over the lens and back and forth when there was a make, when somebody actually landed the rail trick that they've been trying for 400 times in a row. You go through 400 clips and you finally get it on 401. You see the hand come in like he got it. You know, So um, you know stuff like that has helped me Uh, in the edit later knowing what I need to get and I kind of have a sense in my brain luckily because we do it daily I know what I shot I know what I have I don't need to scroll too much because I know what's there in my head so you you use a pretty
0: simple camera
2: yeah it's a um, canon g7x mark ii and it's just a point and shoot yeah it's It's, their high-end point and shoot it's a
0: consumer product versus like a pro correct and you know I thought that I wanted to be in the Dylan and Justin Scard camp of you know the the big Sony with the big lens and sure. like you know the camera that Peter and Kitcher have at Ordinary Adventures makes everything look so cinematic and amazing. Right. right. But I think I've started to go more to your side that Disneyland happens fast, yeah. and a smaller, more maneuverable camera yeah. that captures everything that has good stabilization
2: will be your best friend. It's got a decent. Um processor in there so even the dark stuff is pretty good mm-hmm. i mean it's not bad it's for for a point and shoot
1: it also gives the look that we wanted to like while we can appreciate we're not that channel like we're never gonna be that channel and we don't want to be well that
2: stuff looks amazing it, it really oh, does gosh.
1: we we look at some of the stuff dylan does the b-roll he does is so beautiful it's like you're watching this like it's out of control something else but, but that's, that's his, that's that's his, his product. Thing. Yeah. And, like, that's what he always wanted to show was the most beautiful side of theme parks. Is like it's not just roller coasters and churros. He wanted to show the beauty and the creativity of a, what a coaster yeah, gliding down looks perfectly. like, and right. all that. But that's just not us. Like we wanted it. We wanted it to look like something you could just. Up and do that. And we want to inspire people. Like, it's dude, le- if you want to film something, get your camera, go to Best it's, Buy, yeah, go. Yeah,
2: it's lean and mean, and it's, it's run and rough gun. Rough around the edges. Rough around the edges. But I think also, because we do, you know, a, a decent amount of travel, and we go to restaurants and things outside of theme parks. Oh, yeah, good point. I don't like to make a big splash with a giant camera and a big, you know, muff microphone thing. The Windmuff
0: thing just... I. I did. That was a big thing that kept me away from the bigger camera because it's just so.
2: Look at me.
1: Do you know what our wind muff is?
2: It it, that little. uh, It's. Do do you want to know what it is? What is it though? There's a secret to what it actually is. Like we didn't. I couldn't. They weren't available on eBay or on on uh, Amazon when we were looking for them, and uh, so I thought, well, I can just make something. That'll work, you know. That I, it's just material that's just catching the wind. It's just some soft little thing. It's like a troll doll, right? Do I need troll doll hair or something? I didn't have a troll doll, but what I did have was a Chewbacca onesie zip up.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not even kidding. And, and so year he was I some.
2: I yeah, I I was Poobaka for uh, Halloween. I, I combined Winnie the Pooh and Chewbacca, or you know, Chewy the. Uh, Win- Chewy the bear. Winnie the Chew. Winnie the Chew. Poobaka. What a whatever. mashup! Oh, it yeah. was it was a serious mashup, but back to the what i was saying was it's a piece of the chewbacca costume i ripped off some of the fuzz and glued it to the top of our g7x
0: and it and it does a good job
2: right it does a decent job has not
1: failed us that's great yeah
2: yeah.
0: so with with the smaller camera though did it take you a while to get used to you know because with a bigger camera You can do so many other things. Like, you know, you can adjust your focal point and you can really, you know, blur out the background and, you know, you can do all this like visual candy stuff. But you guys also made the decision to go daily. And what was the inspiration for that? Because that's an unbelievable grind.
1: It sure is. But I think uh, what we wanted to do is once we changed our name to Best Life and Beyond, and we were like, you know what? Because we're not just a Disney channel. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's when we were like, If we're not going to just do Disney, we need to be doing more things than just Disney like we would normally do. There's days we want to just be at the beach. There's days that we just want to go to San Diego or we want to take a train ride.
2: But I think even farther back, it goes to the fact that we wanted to make this our full time thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think that was the main motivating factor because we both were doing our uh, respective jobs while we were building Former this channel. Nurse. Yeah.
0: Former yeah. nurse. yeah, Former, Former stage manager. Stage manager.
2: And so, you know, blending those worlds was difficult, but we did it. Uh, but that was uploading about three days a week, I would say. Yeah, on, on, on the average.
1: And we could never stay on a schedule. Like, we weren't able to... Well, because... To, our you, jobs.
0: If you have a backup plan, the backup plan will always win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And so, now that you guys put all the chips on this, it yeah. has to succeed because Correct. you have... It's your livelihood. Yeah. Right. And by the way, stagehand... You
2: have a stage manager. Stage manager. Yeah. You have an impressive resume. Uh Yeah. The Ellen Show, right? Uh The Ellen Show, American Idol. So you think you can dance? I mean, uh, those are you know, union job. Tons of award shows, right? Um, You're in the union? game shows. Yeah, Directors Guild of America. I still mean, still in.
0: That's that's that is a sweet gig, my
2: friend. It was amazing, and it was um, a career that I had built from. I grew up in the business because my mom. Did cue cards for all the Chuck Barris shows, Gong Show, Newlywed Game, Dating Game. So I grew up on those sets with her. Your eventually, mom's seen a lot of whoopee jokes. She's seen a lot of whoopee jokes. <laughs> and uh, I eventually became part of that business when I was, you know, 15, and and helped her build that. To you know, it, it, at one point, I think she had like 10 shows going at once. There was just a you know a huge market, and she was one of two companies in town that did cue cards. Yeah, that's where I came from. Uh, And in the 70s, it was a natural transition for cue card people to turn into stage managers. Uh, And then slowly but surely, the teleprompter kind of came in and and took over. And uh, it was harder to become a stage manager doing what I did. But I, I eventually broke in, did that for, man, 20, 21 years. And... It was, you know, I'm an artist by in my brain, and so it was. It was a tough job to, to assume in the beginning because it was a lot of prep, a lot of organization, a lot of. Uh, it was a people person job, which I'm good at that. But it was, you know, it was a lot to handle at first. So I, I pride myself on becoming, you know, I became good at it, and I I I got to do a lot of things. Um, thanks to a lot of people uh Debbie Williams was was my mentor and she kind of just threw me into the fire and I'm good like that just throw me in you know production work
0: I don't think people understand how much like hard labor goes into yeah. making it creative like recording the podcast is fun going out to Disneyland holding up the camera is fun but the production side of it yeah is when it comes together yeah and it's not always fun no and the bad thing about it is is like when you're editing your vlog, it's not like you can listen to music and do that. No. or watch YouTube and do that. You're doing that and that only. It consumes your whole brain. But the reason why I wanted to pump the brakes real quick and celebrate your career in Hollywood because one, I know those union jobs and what they pay and how you could have just had a very comfortable life going in that direction. <laughs> yeah. And like you're not a guy that had a miserable job. Like, wouldn't it be fun to just be a YouTuber <laughs> inside of Disneyland? Right. Like you actually had like for a real career that people would break their neck to have. Oh, yeah. And obviously, you weren't fully content there, and you saw this as a way to emotionally level up because I know it wasn't a financial level up. No. And that I wanted just to celebrate for a minute because a lot of times Thanks, people man. think people are doing something that they're miserable with and then they slide into this. And yeah. you were doing something that's, you know, pretty gnarly and you slid into this. Yeah.
2: No, and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it, uh, Getting to challenge myself on that level, it really, you know, it, it was it was a joy to do, and I would still do it uh, if the right opportunities showed up. But it wasn't a necessarily a creative endeavor. Yeah, um, there was room for it very slightly, but it was kind of frowned upon. You didn't really. Uh, apply that type of thing. But well, I you're found, not supposed to
0: be noticed, right?
2: No, no. And you're not also supposed to kind of like, you know, producers and writers come up with, with the the content. You're there to help execute it and organize it. And, right. And make sure that it gets out onto air the way it's supposed and to. If
0: cross that line, you might not get a call back next right. week. Right. And
2: I've, I remember having looks where I would just offer up maybe something uh, creatively to... Let them have it I'm not trying to get credit for it or anything right. But I would get these looks up and down Like, excuse me Yeah, yeah Even I've... if it was the best idea in the world It was like, that is not your place And so I found it a little frustrating in that way That I knew I was creative And I had good, in t- uh, good instincts as far as that stuff goes And I would f- find myself relating to the creatives more Like the dancers and the talent and the musicians I could really relate to and have good conversations And kind of be fascinated with their process And be like, "I one day I will make my own thing and I always wanted to, growing up in the business forever, wanted to make my own thing because I kind of saw the big picture of how things worked, even though I was a small cog in a wheel in that giant picture. But I, I could step out and go, hey, I I really would love to create my own thing because I get how it works. And YouTube offered me that. I didn't mm-hmm. never knew that it would come in that form. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'll come up with a treatment for a game show and I'll pitch it mm-hmm. and I'll sell it to some production company and they'll make my show. and that'll be my thing you know but oh,
0: the odds of so winning sad. that lottery though is yeah. like oh insane.
2: it was insane but I still had a kind of a confident thought of like I'm gonna do that you know because I, I was on the inside of it and I saw it And when you see things you kind of tend to kind of have no fear but YouTube really was the thing that kind of started revealing itself like the Disneyland obsession started happening more and more right. and I, all of a sudden it was kind of like why am I doing this I remember I talked to my mom about it why am I going to Disneyland all the time I don't know <laughs> but you know I'll figure it out I was being honest with myself trying to kind of think You know, is this is this healthy? Is this what are you doing? You know? (laughs) Is
3: this healthy? Yeah. I had that same conversation with myself too. Yeah. Like unlike
2: KDA, I wasn't raised there. Like the part
0: of the country I come from. Yeah. Like if you got to go to Disney World once in your childhood, when you came back home, you had like a moral obligation to tell everybody, okay you Listen. walk through you walk through this tunnel right oh. and you like had to explain it to everybody and everybody was living through your experience because it wasn't just something that you could do on a random tuesday no. and when i moved here i'm like i've got unlimited disneyland right this is, crazy. this is supposed to happen once a
2: childhood and it's now happening for me once a week right that's what fascinates me so much about
3: spencer well and
2: you're an adult and so you kind of learned as you get older you learn to appreciate yeah. things for what they are and i remember kind of you probably did this too mark is like i remember walking in the first day that i had a pass and going <laughs> and i was alone and i'm like i'm like this is so cool i'm hearing the music and i'm like. Dude I'm doing this And I don't care What anybody thinks This is so yeah. rad That I love this place I feel like a kid right now But I'm an adult Who has the means And the the uh, Wherewithal To come and buy a pass And go do this Because I want to That's why know? I had
0: to buy The top tier pass Yeah Because I love That I had a key To the kingdom Yeah right? And I could go Anytime time that I wanted, even though I knew I wasn't going to go today, right. I loved waking up knowing that I had the freedom and the liberty to do it.
2: If 100% that's the way that you I agree. I totally know that you'll feeling, never did. price
1: us out of that. No. I will give up my car. Um, I will give up anything I have to. Well, that's
0: why I'm hoping that you know, on the high end, there's the Club 33 access. Yeah, yeah. Which is not everybody has that kind of money. Not everybody has that kind of access. Yeah. Right. And if they're going to do this low end. Rewards program, and we all know what rewards program they're normally nothing to write home about. Right. I think they'll be foolish if they don't hit something in the middle. People that are willing to pay five or six thousand dollars to hit that middle spot, I think if they don't do that, they're going to leave a decent amount of money on the table. And let's be honest, most people that have the revenue to hit that five thousand, six thousand dollar pass moment. Not all of those people have the extra bandwidth to go to the park all the time. Right. So Correct. it's not like you're going to get that level of abuse because if you got six Gs to throw out on an amusement park, oh, yeah. you're probably doing something that keeps you pretty busy. Right, exactly. Right. Just a certain tier of maniacs would get oh, in there yeah. and abuse it. For sure. And <laughs> even
1: if we didn't have a channel, I mean, because I know before we had the channel, I was going three times, four times a week all the time. Yeah. I mean, since I was a kid. Uh, aside from when I was in nursing school, I will say that year and a half, maybe a little chunk in high school, I didn't go as often. But other than that, I was constantly going. And so for that to be taken away, the worst feeling ever. As I said, I'll pay whatever.
0: So when you guys were doing the channel like three videos a week Mm -hmm. and, you know, missing because I'm sure then you had like, hey, like this is our schedule for three months. Right. And you probably had a 60 to 75 percent accuracy rate. Because you, you're a nurse, you get called in, you got to go do it.
3: Oh, yeah. You're
0: a union. Hey, man, we're rolling over an extra day on this production. You can't be like, sorry, I'm filming at Disneyland right, today. Right, right. Like, you got to be there. What in life's math was showing you guys that you could bet all the chips on YouTube and do it full time? Like, what sort of life math were you seeing that was an indicator that I think this might actually work?
1: It was the pandemic. I hate to say that. I mean right wasn't it well
2: if we're backing up a little further cuz we went daily about a month before
1: or two maybe it was 2 months it
2: was somewhere in like end of january
1: oh <laughs> right because oh. i hey got...
2: guys 2020 is going to be my year dude and what <laughs> was up. it?
1: oh yeah dude. well because i had gotten a um i had switched my job so i was doing 3 12 hour shifts wow. that's what happened you're right i'm sorry i didn't back that up yeah. enough
2: yeah so we decided to go daily to see if right. we could do it, we were like, you know what, let's, th- let's it, just do it. Yeah, we were kind of had some decent momentum, and we thought, what if we went daily? Like, w- would that? You know? How many subscribers right. are you at around this moment?
1: Seventies.
2: No, no, no. The, the, this moment, at the moment we're talking about. Yeah, we yeah. were
1: probably oh, at this time. Oh, it would man, have been not even fifty.
2: No, no, it was like in the 20s or something maybe 20 to 30 that's or something It's a leap of like faith. That. That's a leap of faith there, right? Sure was. It yeah. was. But we were confident in what we were doing and we loved it what was, we were doing. Yeah,
1: it was because I got that job with the 312 hours and then you were doing your regular He finally for once and that's very rare in his industry to just have a a, a, chunk, of time. a, a chunk of time like a schedule. So we looked at it and we're like okay if I keep this schedule with nursing because I was doing residential uh, recovery and psychology and all that stuff. And uh Spencer was doing his regular gig, I think it was at Ellen, right?
2: Yeah, Ellen and some Conan and And
1: and whatnot. So yeah. we were like, dude, okay, if we just pre film and we do this, you're right. And we we're, we're like doubling up on, and on, we changed the name. Yeah. So we were like, we'll throw in some home vlogs, some, you know, shopping stuff, stuff outside of Disneyland and we'll mix just it to up. Just keep
0: that connective tissue going. Yeah, right. And, and we'll we thought keep our
1: jobs. That
2: was a way to test the waters and see if this was something that like, if we didn't have work or we decided to step away, could this be a viable source of income I for us right, right. I Love that. doing it every day and kind of well, let's get a sense of it. We're still have our foot in, in our other jobs
1: so that we don't, but yeah. let's
2: get a sense of it. But we found that it was just starting to consume our lives in a good way to where all we were thinking, doing and talking about but was the, pandemic, the channel. Though. Then the pandemic happened and it was like the bottom dropped out in a sense of like, what are we gonna do? Like I love what we're doing, and I our world just got ripped out. Uh, you know, obviously there was bigger problems than our our. Yeah, but we're YouTube talking channel. about this. Right. But personally yeah. speaking, we were like, I do not want to stop. We're oh my we're god, on a roll! I was so like
0: right. Oh, I was. I spent all of 2019 studying YouTube and just watching YouTube. Right.
1: right.
0: I. 2020 was going to be the moment that I did it. It's so be wasn't
1: year. it? Yeah, it's going to be the so, year.
0: So I was like building a little bit of momentum. I mean, I was far off from the numbers that you guys had, but I was building a little bit of momentum. And then the world stopped. And then I was like, "What do I do now? There's right. no Disneyland. And so right. there was like two months of just trying to figure out my own life and and really focusing on the podcast because right. I did a hundred days in a row with the podcast because I'm like. Jeez. People want somebody to talk to. Yep. Yes. They, they need a friend right now. Yes. But then when I came up with my green screen solution of basically, what if you did Call of Duty but Disneyland Dude, and, and nobody so had good. to die? Genius. And, and so I went in that direction. But like, here you guys are like further ahead of me. You have 25,000 subscribers. Your videos are getting seen 10, 15,000 times. They
1: were doing good.
0: You're thinking that there's a momentum there. How long was the quiet time? Like, how long did you just. Was there like a week that you stopped? Was no. it a month that you stopped? So. No, we, we went didn't right stop. in. We, so you went straight into
2: the vlog we, from home? Home yeah. is where the
1: vlog is. Yeah, we sat there.
2: We had like two videos banked, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, you we did. We, have, we had two videos banked. We did a, a secret, like a hidden Mickey on Rise of the Resistance. And I think I had some backup footage of the bootstrappers did on the Columbia. Did we do a Columbia. best of too? Was
2: that what was we did oh, the best of? Oh, and then we did
1: a best of. Like and, a blooper and, reel
2: fun kind of thing. Yeah. And then after that, we were like, uh-oh. But then it yeah. was
1: like I couldn't work at my job. They weren't allowing kids to come and get checked into the, the, the rehabilitation place or anything like that. Spencer's productions all shut down oh, yeah. and we're like, okay. So your hand
0: kind of got forced. It
1: did kind of get forced and that was where we were like, let's just see if we can make a living and just do what we can. And even Spencer was like, what are we going to do if there's no Disneyland? And I'm like, you know what? We're going to do reality because I had just done a home vlog from here.
2: Yeah. Before everything broke, you did right. it. And, and we people also, kinda responded to it.
1: We also weren't planning on living together. No, we were just, we were, I was living with my mom cause I'm, you know, going through a divorce. So I was living with my mom and you know, my stepdad. Um, and he was living here in Malibu and, uh, you know we were like we can't be apart how like, long had
0: you guys been we had been dating?
1: together for like two years at that point maybe something like that or a year or two yeah. i think and we were like okay we know you know i would come and spend the night i had stuff here sure but i, I also mean you're had, adults right <laughs> <laughs> i had my own, you know yeah. <laughs> it
2: was like lucy and ricky you know, <laughs> yeah, separate lucy. Beds and... well
1: i had uh well and i but i had my senior chihuahua binky yeah. and you know we couldn't really you know that was a a whole situation too because she needed me 24-7, so that took time. She had
2: like a medical issue. She had
1: heart problems. I
0: know know people mean well when they see you in real life and they want to tell you they feel bad about the dog, but every time it happens, I want to be like, just let her heart heal.
1: Right, it's like, so. Like it maybe hurts.
0: let's not bring that up it on this. Hurts it's so the first bad. day. The masker off. Sorry, your dog died. <laughs> like, uh, can we? That yeah, happens it's a like, lot. Yeah,
2: it's the last thing on your mind, and then you're like quickly reminded. And they come from a good place. They're just uh, trying. I, to, I
0: totally yeah, get yeah. it. I, you but, know, I lost a dog. While podcasting, Ooh. yeah, um, my dog got a peach pit stuck in her intestine. Oh
1: my god! Beautiful,
0: healthy bull terrier was great on Friday oh. and Sunday night. I'm driving home with the leash and a bill for five grand. And oh, god, whenever I'm I so see people say that to him, like, just.
1: Just, just let right.
3: the
0: heart heal. Just yeah.
1: a, and it takes so long. I mean, it's been how long? And I'm still like in recovery. Like it's the worst it's thing. It's not even been a year
2: at night. this point. Yeah,
1: right. I wasn't
0: even going to bring it up in the recording. But like, if she does mention it, I just want to th- lob out
1: Ugh. the uh, R.I.P. You know, yeah, let's, let's move on. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah. But we, yeah. yeah, so we got her and we said, okay, we're just gonna we just hunker do down, this. man, because
2: yeah. like everybody then, did, because there was you know, it, but it was the a little best scary. Thing
0: was. You had a captive audience. Thank yeah. God. The world had been moving so fast and peak fun 2019. So wild. That all of a sudden, people were home. People were watching YouTube more. Right. And the thing was, is that scripted TV, you didn't want to watch that. No. You wanted to see real people stuck at home Suffering just like, like you. Us. like yeah. the yeah. relatability, because I, I don't know if you guys know this, but on the anniversary of Disneyland... Dude. The day they couldn't reopen, Dude. I recreated the entire day with a green screen. I didn't screen. know that. I went, oh, I need to go watch that. I was that. standing in the virtual Esplanade at 7 a.m. At 8 a.m., I was on Main Street. At 9 a.m., I went into the lands. Oh, wow. Oh I ran gosh. the parades on time. I did the flag retreat on time. I oh did the fireworks gosh. on time. That's beautiful. I literally ran. Why
1: didn't we go watch that?
0: I was going. I used Google Maps to walk through the park oh and when i would gosh. go to an attraction i would just go to somebody's ride video and we would ride the ride oh, that's together brilliant. That's and i amazing. did an 18 hour live stream because i wanted people to feel like that they were inside of Disneyland. Dude, that was
1: a very that's miserably a like set and it was really obviously it was hot but i think we were able to be in the esplanade right yeah day? because
2: we thought we, we had thought. this we had this dream that they would play waltz speech over the <sighs>
0: Yes, I remember that you guys were there so like sad. something'll happen, right? Cuz yeah. they had just opened Downtown Disney yeah. the week before. right? Yeah. And After, n- they were not oh, celebrating at all. Not at no, all. It at was at all. like not nothing we
1: had we had like one plaid in the esplanade giving us facts. It was just it was hot. We were all like freaked out. It was just not fun at all. But the the whole thing was, though, thank goodness, though, in that 50 days, like, and we kept thinking, like, we got to call this a series because we know this will eventually end. Remember, we all didn't know how long it was going to last. No. Two weeks. Yeah, we thought it was two weeks. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We thought it was. And then and after I was
2: tripping two weeks, on two weeks going, man, how are we going to do this? And, and
1: I was kind of like happy because I was like, dang, without work, like, this is kind of fun. Like, I get to spend time with Binky. And yeah, It Spencer. did feel a little
2: vacation at first.
1: At first. Yeah. And, you know, but then we're like, we're going to number every one. And then somehow we came up with Home is Where the Vlog Is. I that don't was know me. You're very welcome. It was, huh? Yeah.
2: Well, Home is Where the Heart Is, is that old saying. Right. You know, so. so you guys ran that
0: till, when did that end?
1: Uh, so it almost didn't even go 50 days, but, because uh, there was, you'll see there's probably about three episodes if you watch all of them. Uh, there's three episodes where Spencer is not present. One of them was the Bootstrappers video. One or two of them I'm cooking. Yeah. Uh, because those were days where he got to the point where he could not mentally take it anymore.
2: Yeah, I was tripping.
1: And he would sleep for 24 to 48 hours at a time. Like not even. Oh,
0: I think that's called depression. Right. Yeah. He yeah. was
1: so. I felt so bad for him. and But I was like, I know that the completionist that Spencer is would not allow it to not go 50 days or like have some consecutive or skip a day right so yeah. i threw something up i figured something out but um we were like i think it was that last day he had another one of those breakthroughs like i can't do it katie yeah, i'm we done did
2: 49 and then i just i'd hit another wall about the whole thing and um i was just pacing around just like a like a crazy person because i just couldn't get it together and and uh we then we talked it out, and we thought we we you know if we don't get to fifty, me personally, like she said, of the completionist in me, and the
1: oh, it would hurt. Him. What is so
0: attractive it? about even nice big numbers? Right like people kept telling me, like Bricky, you don't have to do a hundred episodes in a row. I'm like, God,
1: dude, yes, I, said, I, I do. do. I said,
2: I'm going to do a hundred. I'm going to do a hundred. is
1: a hundred's happening. <laughs> it's just,
2: I think it's something that you realize. It's it's a looking back thing. It was I was looking ahead to me looking back, thinking when I'm older I'm I'm going to be like, oh yeah, we did 48 or 49 episodes. Right. <laughs> like that sounds like why didn't you do 50?
1: And really, the that's, last episode uh, yeah. we just took the camera, went down to the beach, and explained and thanked and and just kind of like recapped it. It wasn't recapped it really, and put it to bed,
2: kind of. And we
1: did, but we that's what people want. Yeah. yeah, we had the cheese ball check in. Oh like, yeah,
2: we had that giant. Bin of cheese balls like from Costco, and every every day, every day would be well. Every couple of days, we'd do a cheese ball check in to see what the level of the
1: <laughs> cheese balls was. But it it's was kind of bricky
2: crazy. style. Hey, yeah. peak uh, pandemic entertainment, man. Yeah. Dude,
1: and I mean the thing is though, is it's, it did, but it did so well for our channel. I have to say, like
2: we gained subscribers just purely that. from that, which was odd to me, and uh, I'm super grateful. Ugh. People were buying their own cheese ball bins and having their own check ins. Yeah, that's and, great. So
1: crazy
0: after the fifty wraps up. Yeah. What was the next chapter that you guys got into? So
1: that was... In, I think that's when we started traveling and well, we realized like...
2: When when life started to emerge a little bit as far as like, okay, well, this is open and you can do this. Right. This is only drive through, or this is only that. We thought because we were doing that, we'd go to a drive through, we'd go to eat somewhere and pick up food because we were just bored. And we're like, let's feature what's happening. Like, what is... Right. Like, what's going on? So we'd go to you know
1: our first trip i think out was possibly san diego
2: but we did yeah we did a trip to san diego at one point that when... was
1: the first one after yeah. home is where the vlog is but... how weird
0: was that moment for like i remember beth and i of the think we like bought right. a nice car during the pandemic yeah too. because we just wanted to like get out of the house and right. go places and i remember like well we've got this amazing car and you know we're making money during all this moment we're not spending any money so right. we've never felt better financially sure but there's nothing to do and nowhere to go. It was yeah. You know, and you were just like, we got out and just would drive and be like, well, so now we're in San Diego. I guess we turn around and go back home. Right, you know, Like right. We just yeah. drove to Palm Springs. Yeah. Well, let, you know, you couldn't do anything once you got to place. Right. Yeah. And
1: then we realized we got the taste for the daily. So we're like, okay, we need to kind of give them something else other than like, you know, because we kind of wanted to end the home is where the vlog sure. is, like you said, tuck it in, put it to bed. Yeah. So that's Just create where a new the, right? That's where the travel came in, and we're like, okay, you know, because we were doing that prior. Yeah. A little bit, but we're like, we're gonna but have any, to do a any new time trip. Anytime
2: something would open up or some city would become a little more accessible, like when Vegas opened, we were there. Right. I remember the first that. time. You know, and um, you know, it was it's a little. A little sketchy on certain levels because yeah. it, it just everything everybody was so timid. There was, was a timid. lot of things
1: that didn't come out too because we weren't sure what was safe, what wasn't safe. Yeah. People also, we it, it, there was this new, I mean, and it's still around to this day of people getting so angry at you because you went to document it or you know yeah. you're part of the problem. Well, it was I remember so terrible
0: chicken gate. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: right. That, yeah. I was just
1: about to bring that up. Knott's Berry Farm, Knott's chicken. Berry Farm yeah. chicken yeah. gate. That was, and uh, you know. I'm
0: going to be honest with you guys. I heard everybody talking about that, so I clicked play. (laughs) And what I love about this is like, I could watch it from David's perspective, I could watch it from your perspective. (laughs) And, you know, just being honest, it was jarring. It was. And now historically we know nobody got sick. Right. You guys didn't do anything wrong. The
1: cases at that time were half. Yeah. Sorry, a fourth of what they were when more people were out dining or whatever. But at the time... Would we have known? That. And that's why we did but he, like, say a public but like, apology. But like Mark
2: saying yeah. the perception at that Dude, time, how,
1: what did was you have like?
2: What the heck of? are you guys doing?
0: I think right. the moment too that, like watching it, that freaked me out the most was when the baby was handed to you, right? And I'm like, Beth, they're passing around right. the baby now. <laughs> right. Right. These people are on a suicide <laughs> pack. Yeah, and you know. It just was because we had all quickly lost our freedom and become captive. Sure. Yeah, and you guys went out on the front line
1: and did everything.
0: You went to a parking lot. Yep. You know, you just you guys in the rat and the chicken, yeah. hanging out, and rat. it was just it was just jarring, you know. Yeah. And I was like fascinated about like, wow, how is this gonna play out? Because at that moment there was so much political friction. Oh yeah. There was so much health friction. I'm like. Half of the people are going to say they're heroes, and half the people are going to tell them they're horrible. And that's
1: exactly what happened. I would say a little bit more said horrible, uh, but there were some people that were like, "Thank goodness," because we couldn't take any more of this. But and then you hope know, you like enjoyed
2: you said, yourself. You're going to be on a ventilator. It was like wow, like we got yeah. we got some serious like. You they know. were actually
1: like wishing for that. <laughs> yeah, to
0: but dude, to that happen. thumbnail with the ventilator. So many clicks,
1: dude, come on, bro. So <laughs> many great. The leads. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, I still. I, I feel you know, I I just didn't want people to think that we weren't trying to we weren't trying to make things worse. We were by ourselves. We secluded ourselves. We all made sure. But again, you don't see everything on camera. You no. know, we all and that talked was a really weird
0: it. time. Yeah, because like even. Disney would put up an ad, and they're like, "This was pre-shot,
1: right?" You know, yeah, like, had
0: to
2: disclaim it. Yeah, yeah the fact yeah, that yeah. you have to
1: disclaim a lot, and you did even during that time. I mean, even now, sometimes we still have to disclaim a lot, and I, I hate that we have to do that. But... It's just
2: weird because, like the other day, I saw a guy. I was just, it was like I was looking down at my phone or something, and then I looked up. I'm at Disneyland, and I see a dude without a mask walking to get something. And I, my immediate thought was like, "Dude, that guy doesn't have a mask." On. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then realized, whoa, it was like this weird flash that happened. It just, it just hit me, and then I was like, whoa, no, everything's cool, like chill. I think um, though, the
0: the crazy thing about Disneyland is, is that in our minds, we were all there that four hundred days. Oh yeah. Like in our minds, in our heart, like anytime something bad would happen, I would just close my eyes and be like. Tunnel on the right. Right. Mr. Lincoln. Well, right. first, first there's the little souvenir shop
2: in the bathroom, ATM
0: <laughs> right. machine. Yep. Dizzy Anna.
2: Yeah, do your walkthrough. You
0: know, and yeah. I'm just mentally going through it. Like totally. it. it is my, like, when things are bad, it brings me down. So I think mentally and emotionally, we were all there. And then when you got back, it was like, after all of us had spent all those times live streaming in the Esplanade. I mean, dude. guys, we had one street That's in DCA we and we partied on it, you right. know? Yeah. Like, Buena Vista Street, forever special in my heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? World sad, sad Disney, Hollywood land,
3: forever dude. special yeah. in my heart. World yeah.
2: of
1: Disney is a whole... I always loved World of Disney, but now them... <laughs> World special of Disney place. and its cast members... Yeah. Like, and even downtown
2: this, Disney itself, cry. like yeah, the amount they of time. alive. And Tortilla Joe's. Props to Tortilla Joe's, dude. man. Like we that became a we religion did for there. us. Prior
1: to the pandemic, we went. We to did Tortilla go there. We but, went once a month, but it became, like you said, it became a religion. It became, like dude, World it was of Disney and Joe's. It
2: was something fun to do, and it it, it filled that whatever we could fill at the time. You Just know?
0: hearing the music. Seeing the cast members, yeah. Well, most of the cast members, like right. you couldn't see the the bottom half, but a
1: little bit of them.
0: But being there brought back the ritual. Yep. And in many ways, I kept trying to tell this to myself and tell it to the audience. We will look back on these times mm-hmm. with nostalgia. Yeah. Yep. When there was no rides. You couldn't go in the restaurants, but you would just go down and like hey, everybody, this is what's new in Hollywood land. This is, you know, hey, a photo
2: op just popped up. Do you remember
1: when the the thing backed up and the trolley came out? They brought the trolley. It was like, dude- it was groundbreaking. They
2: moved the rope. It's 20
0: the feet rope, further. Thank you. I, you know? would, yes. I would document, like, so now we can't go down to the end of performance corridor. Right. You know, we're stuck at the edge of Carthay Circle. Right. And now they're selling, they're doing vending under the canopy of Carthay Circle. Right, right. They're it selling balloons out right. front. And right. we
1: were just like, this is the most amazing thing that ever happened. It's like people. But it's You
0: guys want to ride yeah. Rise? I've already web slinged. Yeah, yeah exactly. Already you know, like, yeah. look where we're at now. You yeah. know, it's
1: so crazy. It's like to what we relived or what we lived through in the last few years like year even is just mind-boggling but it's a good it's point like you said it's
2: nostalgia and it will go down and like home
1: is where the vlog is i hated it at some a certain at very certain points but i it was, was so frustrated but now i look back on it i can't even watch an episode without crying yeah. the whole time because it's like it was this snapshot in time where you, we didn't know what was happening no. all we had was each other
0: well it was the day after nine eleven. But then again, and again, and again. again. Yeah. Like, again. 9-11 was horrific. And oh. on that day, we all paused. But it on did. 9-12, the healing began. It did. Actually, the healing began sunset on 9-11. Yeah. Sure. But on nine twelve was a new day. COVID had no ending. No. no. Like, every day, you're like, I don't know. I'm hearing from somebody. This could go on for another right. two years. Right. right. There's a variant over in, in the UK. Right. And so, like, the meantime, you're like, Am I like the most irresponsible adult that I'm every day being like, right. What did the OC register say about Disneyland? Right, yeah.
1: What's Kenny P. Rock saying to me? What's Benny Q? Kenny Penny P-Rocks. Rocks. Penny P-Rocks. <laughs> like that's, that's your name for him, Penny P-Rocks. Right, Rocks. but that's, it's the the true thing though. It's like we did not know what was going on and we just wanted our happiness and like you felt like such a jerk for wanting to go and be in Disney. Well,
2: it, at, remember at one point, we even thought there was so much movement happening uh, that, oh, that we thought they were going to open drop. and so we called it Hope Drop, kind of like Rope oh. Drop. And so Adam and I were down there Dude. one day and Hope Drop was like, we were feeling it and, and then that got ripped out of... Like, so i
0: was on the you know let's do uh you know an avengers civil war right yeah i was like on the other side of that fence yeah and everybody's like dude Bricky you're so wrong you're so wrong I'm like i'm telling you guys right now it will not open in 2020 yeah uh. and i was on the other side of that and people were just like why are you so negative
1: but you're just being realistic being
0: realistic yeah you know and i was just saying i i can read the science they're gonna let thanksgiving christmas pass they're going to let the election pass yeah they're going to want to get into the, whatever february looks like good right. bad or indifferent that just seems more logical to make some big money moves and yeah. look
1: who was right mr Broke, negative
0: a broken clock is right twice a day
1: Amen to that. <laughs> sorry about it That's i mean right. it's true but it, there was
0: so much friction there and people got mad at each other and everybody felt like it was being ripped apart but the point of this is that one friday april 30th happened about sixty minutes, maybe thirty minutes into being in the Disneyland, life felt so familiar instantly. instantly. Isn't that
1: wild? How that happened?
0: And I think it's because it's just we know that place so, so well. well. Yeah, yeah and the familiarity outweighs the absurd. Yeah, and plus then the people. One hundred percent. It's just everybody there's happy, and the music, and the landscaping, and the horticulture—like everything is designed to hit a certain emotional tone. Yeah, and, and you go in there. It. And it falls apart, and then like we were, the three of us were fortunate enough to be there last Tuesday for what felt like the official official reopening. Oh man, maskless people in from out of state. Yeah, like that day will go down as probably one of the most epic Disney days. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Yeah, back. I've been
1: to so many days, but that it's funny because. We got so used to wearing our mask, and it was all the protection we had before vaccinations. Whether you believe it or not, uh, but the thing was, though, you I can't didn't... even believe
0: that we have to put those disclaimers. I know it's it's crazy right that we
1: have to, but, but if you're in YouTube,
0: if you're in YouTube, <laughs> oh, you have to. You just like everybody was like, "It's a hoax. You're a it's sheeple. Yeah. You're a, you're a California snowflake." Like, and right. you're just like, guys. I believe somewhere in the middle is right. Right. You know you can't what I
1: mean? be like, yeah. alt middle. You cannot be alt middle in this, or you are terrible. So we but try But even and, if you yeah. disclaim
2: it, they still attack you. So. Yeah. yeah. No
1: matter what, it's like, okay, fine, come for me. Sorry about it. Yeah. So uh, the thing was, though, is I didn't realize how freeing it would be to be without a mask. Yep. Like I thought, I remember you had said to me, and it really brought, it re- really like conjured that up to me is when you said, I thought when you were in Florida and you didn't have your mask on that you were kind of like maybe playing it up a little bit like dude it feels so good but then like when you took yours off and you were like whoa yeah. this does feel crazy good and you don't believe it but it really does when you guys
0: ping pong back and forth when you went out to Florida and yeah. got a taste for freedom and you know there's the, there's Ooh. always that caveat Florida's you know wild it's feral so crazy Florida man but then when you guys came back to California you were pretty pouty about it and I'm oh, like I was pissed I'm like man she she kind of might need yeah. to let this go a little bit. And then when I got a taste of the freedom myself, I'm like, it all makes sense now. You're
1: right. This tastes amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's crazy because I think we just took it for granted all those years that like we didn't have to wear a mask and we could stand close to people. And... But it,
2: it literally changed the collective vibe of the park that Dude, day. 100%. There was this weird, frenetic, nervous energy that was existing prior to that day. Mm-hmm. That, And I think it relates to people trying to follow the rules not having been there a lot of first timers in a long time where do i stand what do i do am i safe is that guy
1: am i getting too close to the Yeah all guy? this all this like trying to be get a good trouble. neighbor trying yes.
2: to be a good neighbor but all of that cluttering that that magical vibe that is at Disneyland where you let go when you walk through that tunnel right you don't have all those you go there for that reason to not have all that subconscious baggage you know hounding at your at your brain whereas like once that stuff was gone everybody was back to the like i'm consuming the magic like i do i'm gonna just yep. sit over here on this bench watch the world go by i'm gonna wander over here with my kids or we're that, gonna run to get this that
1: day was so different because yeah. it, that tension th- there was this tension it was this weird thing because you're at disneyland you're at that you're so happy and thankful to be there but like then there was this whole layer of the precautions and the guidelines and well you can't do this you can't do this. Well and
0: somebody holding up a camera right you feel very compelled to be the best citizen of Disneyland possible yes. yeah. because you're supposed to embrace and exude the rules and yes. not be like I mean it would be a wild channel if you're walking through, like, this is all dumb. I don't, you know, right. like, hey, guys, I just, I got to stand over here. Like, right. you know, and people were complaining in the chat, like, I'm not feeding that monster. No, yeah. I'm not, oh, I'm not biting on that, you know. Right. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to take people to this happy place.
1: That's it.
0: The first day of the cast member preview, that's the day the park opened. Right. On Friday the 30th, that's when the people came back. Right. Last Tuesday was when fun came back. Dude, thank
1: yeah, you. Good point. I, well, yeah, good so, Well, this is why we watch... Yeah. <laughs> listen to for this stuff like this like you you know how to say it and put it into perspective in terms that are just like dude you put this beautiful bow on yeah, the wrapping but, yeah, paper
0: the but that back. day was the bow right so like true. and i love having this conversation with people that documented just being back in downtown disney i mean right just on the cast member preview then the Mickey and friends just put tears down my oh. eyes. If
1: you didn't cry during that, like, okay, who? Yeah, no, I bawled like a baby. And were you it's there? A garage. Right, right. And were like, you there? we were so happy.
2: Were you there waiting? And when they opened up the first ticket booth, everybody started honking. honking. And it was, it was just. Like, I get, I have goosebumps right now. Me too. Right, if I watch just it right, right now, that. I
1: got goosebumps. too. Yeah. it's like just watching and and, re- and that was unexpected.
2: That. I didn't know that that was a thing. Uh, but
1: it was reassuring that like we're not crazy i think that was another thing too that came from a lot of this like the fact that people would watch us go back to downtown disney that we all kind of took for granted you just
0: breezed through it i always said downtown disney was a means to get to where you were going exactly and it became a destination during the pandemic yeah isn't
1: it wild and
0: i will forever have love in my heart for downtown disney and i am so ready to not be walking the tram path anymore oh. because they yeah. discourage you to go through downtown Disney. Right. right. And so if you park in Mickey and Friends, it's like, well, I would like to take a lap through downtown Disney, but I also have 1.2 miles to walk back to my car. <laughs> I've already put 10 <laughs> miles on these legs. Right. I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> uh, the magic is, is seducing me, but my legs don't They're agree with not, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Good point. And I'm looking forward to ending every day going through downtown disney Ugh. hitting up some salt and straw to refuel Ooh. and then what i my favorite way out is taking a right now to the star wars shop yeah walking on that path oh going over that bridge yeah cruising through the pixar pals the cocoa bridge the,
1: best, the old cocoa crossing cocoa Get,
0: crossing <laughs> i never put two and two together <laughs> yeah but oh, yeah. it's on the cocoa it's on that level yeah so i've never seen the movie Coco. i don't watch any of the movies
1: oh spencer fell asleep during the first but, time we saw it
2: but I, I love the movie.
0: I came up with my own idea of what happened, and so my audience loves this. That um, oh gosh, in my mind, the story of Coco is skeleton wants to become a boy, so he <laughs> drinks the magic cocoa, and then he finally <laughs> becomes a real boy.
2: I want to see this movie. I do.
0: <laughs> Basically, <laughs>
3: never
2: heard that. I love yeah. It. So there'll be lots of times oh. in my videos where I'll be like, "Just drink the
1: cocoa." Just drink the That's cocoa. That's so brilliant. I, I go to mean,
0: the I, <laughs> during the pandemic. I did a live stream once where I was stuck in the top of Sleeping Beauty's castle.
1: Oh, I heard about oh, this. That's and we didn't see we weren't watching and nobody were was. So busy. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, but now I think I'm gonna have to go back nobody and now was. that we're on the other oh, side. That's
0: funny. Nobody was watching. It sounds and amazing. So for like fifty people, I'm like stuck on top of the castle. And eventually they were like, they, they, they're such great people. They were giving me schematics. Like, bricky. Yeah, I figured it out. You can slide down this roof, jump to this <laughs> roof, and what I do with my green screen to make it feel more real, and Spencer, Spencer, you'll love this, is that I had three different scenes in my um, streaming um, OBS. And one was like, where is he? Because it was a shot of the castle from like where Walt and Mickey stand. Right. Okay. And so in that scene, I had taken m- the me from my camera live, <laughs> and I made it about... 10 by 10 pixels. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd see little Bricky waving at the top. Oh, that's hilarious. the top. And then scene two was actually like, you know, I'm regular height inside your YouTube window. Right. But I had, the castle behind me was my background, but then I had put an image in front of me, which was the little like cut out wall. Oh, a
2: little so foreground.
0: I would pretend like I was leaning oh, wow. on the oh, wall. that's hilarious. And then I had an interior shot where I would walk in to get out of the sun. Oh, that's hilarious. But I had, I knew I was going to jump off. And I found, like, a green screen video of a guy, like, flailing and jumping. And so at the end, I jumped off. And what I had to do, Spencer, is I had to time this. I had to time me, like, going up to the edge, click the jump. And then I knew my camera would go off. And as that scene would end, it would go to the next scene. Well, I'm sorry. The the jump scene had this at the end of it. So it's a guy jumping. And I knew that that lasted for, like, 45 seconds. And there was, like, silence because I wanted to build up anticipation. And then when that would end, you know the... The compass that's in front of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah, that was behind me. So I leaned up against my green screen because now it felt like the camera was overview, overhead. Yeah, and I was acting <laughs> like I was dead, and then I go, I just have to drink the cocoa.
2: <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> so I drank the cocoa, and came back to life.
2: Oh, that's but
1: anyways, amazing! Like, Way to tie it, it together. These are things that we
0: did,
3: right? Right. I love
1: it. Isn't it right? wild though? It just it baffles me, like. The stuff we did. Like, I made well, you had the time. soup. And oh. You
2: had the time to conceive this.
1: Right.
0: Beth yeah. walked in the room and goes, I just don't want to be, I don't, just, <laughs> it's better that I don't right. know so that we'll still have sex. <laughs>
1: it's just, like, it's right, just right, better right. that I don't
2: know what happens. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, and
1: then for us, like, the stuff, that's-
2: Like, you so probably that, had to storyboard that thing. Right, that's like, oh,
1: right. I had to figure,
2: like, I had to do a test rehearsal- I love it. To
1: see
0: if it would all work, and the next morning when I went live, people were like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Why can't I stop watching this? Right.
1: Like you're I like, I it. can't, but it, it's amazing. <laughs> and then
0: there'd be people popping like, do you know when the park reopens? Like,
1: Look at, okay, shut up. Come on, Get out of here. Dude. This is something far but beyond that. This
0: is why all of these moments were special, though. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And this is why even during the pandemic, in our imaginations, and our heart, it held true mm-hmm. that every visit to Disneyland is so different than the one oh, before. Oh, so true. And you never know when you're going to be in Radiator Springs, walking down Route sixty six at the corner of Cross Street, and meet somebody that's going to forever change your life.
1: Oh, so true. And that's where we met, actually.
0: Well, yeah, I'm telling your story.
1: Oh, are you? Well, I didn't even catch that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Hey, welcome
2: to the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Katie." This is Mark Ricky. I think I need the uh, cocoa. (laughs) (laughs) Drink the cocoa, you'll become a real girl.
0: (laughs) But like, the fact that this is what you guys do. Yeah. And that you guys met there. That's phenomenal, man.
1: It's crazy. And I'm it's, so thankful. It's
0: phenomenal that you keep like reliving, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you keep yeah. reliving that day, like Groundhog's Day. That's yeah. Over and over again, but maybe this Groundhog Day you guys are together in Epcot right. or Animal Kingdom and yeah. I know that surely you guys have on the, you're going to start going to Paris. You're going to oh, yeah. you're yeah. going to hit the Asian parks. Like you guys met each other inside of the Magic and that's a fabric of everything that you do. That's yeah. phenomenal.
1: It's so it's so amazing to be able to have a functional relationship and a business together, and the fact that it works. And, yeah. I mean, it's and we survived a pandemic and and locked down right, together. Right. Like the fact that we make it work, and we can make a living, and that we've made some of our best friends together doing what we love like it honestly sometimes i wake up tired with my back hurting my my neck hurts i'm so stressed because of all these deadlines and things and my phone's going off the hook but then i'm like i am so thankful that i'm with this amazing man that i love way too much it's disgusting
2: love you too
0: (laughs) but the the beauty of
1: together
0: but the beauty of your relationship from my vantage point is that you guys can go out to eat tonight yeah and you could just talk about, like, can you believe my mom did this? Right. Or you can be like, so this and this is happening at the park. How, right. You know, like, it can go from family and personal life. Like, oh, yeah. I got to go to Target. I got to buy some stuff. Right. Yeah. We don't have dishwashing tablets. Right. To, I think our goal for the channel for the next year should be this. Right. Like, we're going to hit 100,000 soon. What, right. What should be our celebration? Like, right. Like, yeah. we could be
1: creative together. And, like, if he has a goal or, or something, like... Dude, wouldn't it be cool if we did this, 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 and this? And, you know, I, we can just make a creation together. And then, like you said, have those humdrum conversations of like, okay, you're going to do the dishes for the next month. But
0: yes, how different are. would it be if the conversation at dinner was, oh, we're going to Disneyland on Saturday, but Spencer's telling you, like, well, today at Ellen you know, the guest was running late or the audience, right. you know, we had to right. do this, we had to do that. Or, right. you know, we had a camera go down Right. or, you know, what's your interest level on that versus like, what's your interest level? on Like, guess what? I'm a nurse. I have the hardest job ever. And you're like, I can only say I feel bad for you so many times right. before it doesn't even feel sincere. Right. No, you're like, right.
2: Cause both of us, it was like that because I couldn't really relate to being a nurse. She couldn't really relate to being a stage right. manager. And so, yeah, those conversations would happen, but it doesn't have that same, uh, connectivity that it does with yeah, our with our disney stuff yeah. where even though we do see it differently and we we bring two different things to the table it still is like where we come together like you you know like you said it's where we met it's where it all started it's it's the flashpoint for everything that we do
1: And then especially and, now that we've built the mutual friendships and we've built like Yeah. I feel like we've just built this universe around us. Sure. And so now our relationship has just gotten better and better and better because where it's it did used to be like that where it was like talk about your work or talk about disney that we love and you know well everything whatever. was
2: separated so yeah. i think we unified our world
1: thank you yeah you yeah. know
2: what i mean because everything was like well there's this there's and this it's
1: expanding and getting there's better
0: your life and his life yes his friends and his family your yep. friends and your family right and some of that still exists yes. sure but now there's so much more that's common between the two of you yeah, yeah. and
1: the mutual goal and like when you both love something as much, like Best Life and Beyond's our child, as much as Binky was our little child, sure, that's true. You know, it's like we, you know, that like not only do we love each other that much, but we also have this depending on. You know what I mean? Like it's this weird.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't. It's funny because I wouldn't wish it. Not what's the not the term like, like when people ask me like, uh, you know hey we're, we're we're trying to start a channel what do you think i'm like oh go for it you know if that's what you want to do and like you that's something that is you know driving you to you know you want to create yeah absolutely do it but as far as what works for us i don't know that it would work for everybody else because no, it's it's no, so
0: no. custom fit your journey yeah. is exclusive you know? to you guys yeah just like my journey is exclusive to me right, right. now when we hang out We have a lot of overlap, yeah. And there's a lot that I could say that resonates with you, and you guys being further down the road can say, "Hey, man, your best Halloween video is the one you put up in August." (laughs) Right. Like, but the way that we uniquely get here is authentic to us, correct? And my audience likes hitting play because they like that personality. Your audience hits play because they like both of you and like the collective relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So the advice is right. Just go do it. But do it your
2: way. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: with persistence. Yeah. It takes a lot of persistence
1: oh, and patience. Yeah. You have
2: to love it. And if you do, and you you love what you do, and uh, it's a lot of work, but then the work becomes your passion. So it, it's not. It,
1: it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Yeah.
2: If you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Even though we work really hard, it's, it, you know, Yeah.
0: It's, yeah uh, there's It is changing. That's a half truth, a half lie, right? Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I love what I do, but. I'm always thinking about it and PS I'm always doing it right, right.
1: all the time you know 24 7 plus having the relationship tied I mean you in think there. about somebody uh, <laughs> you
2: know uh, like Walt Disney think about the amount of effort and work that guy did but still you know had a family and they took vacations and they did things but I think you know if you were to be around the guy he was probably constant Mm -hmm. And everything was fed through those channels of, of, (laughs) you know, the creativity.
0: Disneyland was birthed on Daughter Day, where on Saturdays he'd go do something with his kids. Right. Right. So he puts his kids on a merry-go-round and he sits on a bench and goes, How can I get rich off of this? Right. You know, everybody always talks about like Walt would go and talk to all the different theme park owners. Yeah. And I have a different beat on that. Like, I have a feeling like Old Man Knots was like, Man. Mr. Disney, like he, oh, man, all he does God. is ask me questions, and he never buys anything. Right. Like I have a feeling that some of those theme park guys were like, "Man," eh. because like, everyone's like, "Walt went and talked to him." Like Walt probably annoyed them. Yeah, they're probably like, "This guy's picking every apple out of my tree, yeah, so he can build something better down the road." tell him i'm busy yeah
1: i love the names him I'm you come there. up with people old man not and kenny p rock <laughs> he's,
2: he's mr brainwash in the banksy documentary you, he just yeah. you know he's you just have like so he's gonna start good. his own thing and he's gonna surpass everybody yeah
0: this so is true. what i wanted to to say to you guys though when i when i was doing this i had um a lot of piss and vinegar in me like yeah. why is it so hard for me and why is it working for everybody else and when i did the pandemmies I really was trying to buy two weeks before the park reopened. <laughs> and I came up with the idea. I'm like, you know, YouTube really did a lot of heavy lifting this last year. Sure did. Like YouTube kept the magic alive when the magic wasn't there. And yeah. I don't think, I don't even think that the the fans had had a moment, YouTube fans, had had a moment to really process that. They didn't have a way to celebrate that. Right. So I wanted to create that. But I also believe that the parks, like the cast members, realized right what we did that year that they couldn't do I think so too and you see when Kenny P-Rox comes up and thanks all (laughs) of us on Avengers like when he came over to give us it felt
1: so intimate yeah it
0: felt like an informal thanks guys for what you do yeah Yeah. you know and I love now that you're seeing the cast members like beautiful AJ and Galaxy's Edge right like hey thanks for filming the Stormtroopers right you know like you're starting to see a relationship that we have with the park
1: appreciation. You're right.
0: And I thought the pandemics could go two ways. I thought it could either give people a way to celebrate the channels and people would be happy and excited about it. Right. Or all of the creators would hate me because I formed a competition and who am I? And I'm the type of guy I'm like, I'm ready to fight them all. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to become friends with all of them. I'm The same way. And when you in your live stream gave me a shout out (laughs) and you were nice to me, That was the first time anybody in the Disney YouTube space had ever been nice to me. And that was the moment I'm like, I'm a jerk, I need to be a nicer person. (laughs) And uh, I really want to thank you guys for your friendship, for talking about me. I have Mm -hmm. seen the biggest growth from you guys bringing me under your wing and under your umbrella. Awesome. And when I had a troll come in the the live stream, I I ran over to Spencer. I'm like, look, man, there's a troll. You know, I used to be a wild character. I used to talk shit about everybody. And he's like, I did too. Don't worry. Yeah, about it. we yeah. all
1: did. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm sorry, but we're like that's why I hate cancel all- culture so much because it's like, are you even human? If did you just come out of your out of your mother's womb just being this perfect person? People change. People evolve, and yeah. that's part of why we like humans as they are. Like,
0: and I think to be able to admit that you were wrong, right? And like, hey, I've. I've got to meet some of these people. I now have a better appreciation for these channels and the right. content. Right. Because I know how the sausage is being made. Yeah. Right. So with all that being said, uh, you know, if you guys ever find yourself back at Cross Street
3: and Route 66,
0: <laughs> I'm an ordained minister. So, you know. Oh. Hey, if, hey, if it, you ever want to do a little pop up celebration in the park? That'd be uh, fun. Not putting pressure on anybody. <laughs> Put the offer's out there. <laughs> we got, love a guy. That. we love got a guy. You got a guy we on got the got inside. I like it. I love that. Oh, that's so great. But
1: oh, that'd be amazing. Thank
0: you guys both for your conversation. But most thank importantly,
1: you. thank you for your friendship. Oh, thank you. A hundred percent. I think that took a lot of bravery to like put yourself out there, bring that. Because like you said, that could have gone both Either ways. Either way. It really could have gone both ways, especially with the competition. And we just don't look at it like that.
0: And, you know, the people that won that were nice enough to send me a quick video to make the award ceremony actually feel real and legitimate. Yeah. It's so cool. It was really, really awesome. And I don't know if it's called the pandemics next year, but it definitely needs to happen again.
1: I think it it definitely should. And, you know, I think it was just so great to see the coming get, And that actually, because you did that, it made us feel like... We really need to be like watching more of this person because, like, I I think again we were in the tunnel vision. It it
2: brought an awareness to the to the whole field as opposed to, yeah, like you just said, our tunnel vision and what we're doing. Yeah, we were in this. You know, every once in a while, you kind of realize what other people are doing because you see them and you know them and stuff, but you don't look at it from that really wide perspective of, oh yeah, look at this is this whole thing that's happening here, and. You know, he's bringing focus to it in a sense of like
1: it was what everybody's culture, what it everybody's was beautiful. bringing. Yeah, it
2: was a creative idea which we need more of those in this genre, and it was refreshing. And it was like, oh wow, and it and it felt really nice to be included. Yeah, in a thing and be like, I'm a part of something. That's really cool. Well, like yeah. you know, and my
0: objective was is just to be the architect that built it, right? But to let the people build the inside. Yeah. So the first video was. Who do you guys want to nominate for this? It was beautiful. And obviously, it was kind of skewed because it was at that moment it was only my audience watching. And if we do it again this next year, sure. If people were like, "Hey, this is the episode," or you know, we got we need to do a better voting thing because right. my moderator spent I think seventeen hours calculating Ooh. all of those Ooh. comments and oh stuff. Gosh. Like we spent a lot of time on it. Shout out to to Jeff Shout for being out. for being a man. Oh, yeah. Dang. But anyways, it was just one of those things where. I was willing to take it on the chin either way. I was willing to get a hug or get into a street fight. I, right. I, I That personality, <laughs> but what came through was the audience was just excited to say thank you that's, to everybody. Really,
1: that's all it, for us. Like when we just saw like even a few comments, we were like. Just to be mentioned like that—it sounds so cliche, felt, but yeah. just
2: to be nominated was very was so right? amazing. Awesome. Right? It because was
1: beautiful. We're to like, be nominated wow. felt
2: great, right? And, and then you even hear, the, you the hear people say you that said
1: too. Like you even said when you brought up my whole like fear of flying. I guess I didn't really like think it was that impactful, or whatever. But you were like, "Dude, that was crazy!" Like you know, I've said, like, "Oh my gosh."
0: There is a moment when the channel clicks for you. Yeah, that was the moment when it clicked for me.
1: Aww. You know,
0: and I was like, "I'm going to." I, you know, I, I've seen their videos before. I've dipped in, I've dipped out, but I'm going to watch their Walt Disney World experience because I was needed a little experience. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, the first video, just getting out there and overcoming your fear. Now look at you, you're a jet setter.
1: I I mean, I saw When
0: I said I, Asia I, Parks, you go, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I got
1: a little nervous in the tummy, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. Hey, but, that's a know. lot of coloring. Dude, it's going to be a lot, lot of coloring, of coloring. <laughs> a lot of painting, a lot of grabbing Spencer's arm. Or, ah, I felt a bump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, don't worry.
0: I'll be in the seat behind you to keep. Good. You guys I really hope there that that go. happens.
1: I think that's a really fun goal that we should all take a trip.
0: My goal is that when, not just America, but when the world feels normal, I want to go rip all of the Asian parks in it. like a week.
1: Let's do it. Just I yeah. want to go.
0: I want to go hard. And I want to make a tour T-shirt that gives the dates on dude, the back.
1: A tour shirt, like, <laughs> stop!
0: Like I'm journey, no. and I just want to say. hit all of the dates.
1: Okay, Voodoo-can, let's
0: dude. do it. Let's Five. do it.
1: Like all the stops, like the world tour. Oh, dude.
0: There you go, friends. What I believe to be a fantastic conversation with Katie and Spencer of best life and beyond. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you feel like you got to know more about them, a better understanding of what they do. And I hope you're excited for more of these to come because uh, next week on the show, it's another Disneyland couple, Peter and Kitra of ordinary adventures. We're going to be sitting down with them doing a long format interview and telling their story about just a very, very quick rise quick growth a channel that just became lightning right out of the gate and how as i'm seeing it from the outside how they've doubled down and really turned it into an efficient business and a business that they're building together as best friends i'll see you back here on the podcast next week thank you so much for listening thank you so much to katie and spencer for giving me all of your time your vulnerability and your amazing stories friends until the next time i see you hanging out on main street maybe talking to one of your favorite creators I'll see you back here on Disneyland for designers with more Disneyland stories. I wanted to get the episode here, but one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about because I felt myself being victim to this. Is when I watch you guys get together with the other people. Yeah, it's not just because I'm like nobody likes me. (laughs) But do you guys feel weird when you look back at your video and everybody else is holding up a camera? Like to me, it kind of it deteriorates the fourth wall a little bit, you know? Because there was a time when you guys—I think your second rip out out east.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And you guys are on test track. Yes. And there's just so it was fun to see you guys do the group photo.
1: Yeah.
0: But when like everybody's got a camera up and everybody's talking. Yeah. And when we all did web slingers when we were given a nice ride on web slingers first right. thing in the morning, I'm like, I've always complained about this. Right. I need to find a way to shoot around this. Right. Yeah. It's
1: hard. Because it's really hard. I
0: found that to be a little bit of a difficult thing because yeah. when everybody's doing it, I'd sit at home and be like, Well now this I'm like, it's not you guys doing it, it's right. everybody doing right. it. Yeah. Everybody's got a camera around. And yeah.
1: it's, like you said, it's that fourth wall. Yeah. And you don't really realize the camera's there, and then when you see a bunch of cameras, you're like, I don't know if I'm in Disney or, like, where... Am-. It It does kind of, like, take you out of it a little well, bit. Well, and
2: I... It's funny, because I see it from this perspective of, if, if I'm a viewer and I see that, you know, say we're shooting with you and you're shooting also, and I catch... or or it's seen in my video that you're recording and you're doing stuff, but I'm not actually seeing it happening, but I see that you have a camera and I see that we're both in the same locations in our videos. I want to see, I wonder what his video looks like or, or even if you are shooting at the same time, I want to see it from that angle. There's this, this um, interest for my side of like, Oh, I wonder what his take is, or I wonder how he shot this because they were both there. And maybe there's something that is in his video. That's not in this one. Because I'm, I'm liking the candid conversation, but
3: right. Well,
0: the thing I love about the crossovers, yeah, uh, is that like, you know, when you guys are, for example, on Adam's video, yeah, right. it adds a level of like familiarity and fun to it, to where Adam's just not doing the one man show, right. right? But also, you guys capture a different version of him, yeah, in your videos, yeah, true. Because like when he's shooting, there's a certain tone, a certain way that he does things, right? And it's a really, really good presentation but when you guys capture him you're like oh that's like a little bit different version of the guy sure so that i find fun but when it's like everybody has of them when it's all the cameras up everywhere yes. it's it it comes off a little obnoxious and it i is. was wondering yeah. if you guys felt that because i was like
1: sometimes we do yeah, yeah. And, and we'll try to cut that but sometimes we're like but you can't oh boy yeah yeah and, and you can't um so that's why what we do uh, is we try not to make every video like that, and we try to go, okay, this is a special event. This or, is an Avengers know, episode. Yeah yeah, 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 you'll hear us say we're going to meet up with some friends, and we right. pluralize it, and so so they kind of go into it and know what you that video is going to be right. like. That day. it's either going to be people that don't vlog, like Charlie, or or you know whoever it may be, or they kind of know like okay, there's going to be a bunch of vloggers here today, so we just know I think-
2: it not to speak for Charlie but I know he would say this is like I think sometimes in the beginning he would get overwhelmed with like everybody's all these people are shooting and I just want to kind of be here and have a good time right Right? and he's you know figured that out and realizes what we all do and, and you know he,
0: he's he, also created a bit of a personality yeah he has yeah. and he loves on he, camera that is I'm yeah. sure he has a personality IRL yeah. no yeah. he
2: absolutely does and I think he enjoys the company of, of of all of us and the antics He's 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 learned you know what this is all about and I think from my standpoint, I really enjoy it because there's that um, common ground that we all share and it's fun to me to do it. How it comes off, though, is interesting You know, to hear it because I get it on that level of like, oh, yeah, that must the, seem uh, like... From the
1: audience perspective. Right,
2: but again, w- this goes back to, hey, we're living our best life and this is what we want to do and right. I, and I love... And it's how that
1: day went down. It's right? how
2: it goes down and that's that's that. And these so are I the guess, people that we hang out with yeah, and we're inspired yeah. by and we're, you know...
1: So I guess one would say that like... We try to not worry too much about it because I think I'm like, you know what? I, I, What's the word? It's it's better for us to show the reality of it that, yeah, there is 18 vloggers there. It does kind of do exactly what we were talking about because uh, I can see that from, from that perspective. But also at the same time, you know, say, use the Epcot one as an example when we were with 10 other vloggers. Maybe they didn't know, like, maybe there's this girl that has a long distance relationship and uh, you know, she wants to find somebody that that's like her. And she saw Jackie for five minutes and goes, dang, like I, I think I, and now she's a follower of super enthused. So because
2: Jackie's in a long term, that, or a long distance relationship, yes. just so people understand. Yeah, sorry, I yeah, should her have guys said that. In England, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: and that's, oh man, that's so, ch- but she goes out and just lives her best life and has fun. And, and she's such a sweet person. So, yeah. I think um, and she does
0: it solo for a woman that's no easy task
1: uh, yeah. yeah she does a great but, job I mean like you said earlier it is another it's it's a different world but
2: it also but it, that's the thing we, we,
1: outweighs it though
2: and and we promote you know? each other in a sense of like maybe our audience doesn't know who that is or maybe right. they don't know who Mark Ricky is and now they're exposed to oh trust people.
0: me they don't know that's,
2: right. that's. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna but it's nice to be able to go like hey check out our friends they do this too but they have their own spin on it Right, and right. I think it's important for people to know that like Hey, we're really happy that you're you watch our channel and that you support us but you know you really should support these people because we love them and they're well, great And the crossover
0: know. is how you learn about a lot of other creators because yeah. there's just so much on YouTube and it's like when you guys pop up in somebody else's video right. Right. they're essentially like valging like this is somebody that can put my yeah, name they're behind endorsing you know? you know, they're endorsing us they're endorsing it because yeah. uh, I don't think I said the word valge right but uh, so I, don't,
1: I thought you did it sounded so, good to me yeah.
0: so there's a I just do it with conviction so even the wrong words I, sound hey, correctly it right. worked but, that's what she does <laughs> But you guys You know It's just one of those Interesting things And so on Avengers Campus Day I found myself in that mix So I purposefully When we all got The big food spread I'm like You know what Dylan has a bigger channel They have a bigger channel I'm just going to go cameraless and just become personality. Aww. And whatever whatever yeah. buzz I catch, yeah. it'll be more than what yeah. I could do on my own. Right. And so I just, that day, just made myself personality available for hire. Oh, nice. Right. Need, I'm a good talker. I
1: noticed that. You
0: need a cameo. You need somebody who can come in with a quick, fun fact or yeah. a funny line. Yeah. I'll just make myself accessible because-
1: I noticed that, too. They're going to cover
0: it bigger than what I will.
1: Right. But the thing is, though, is I still would have- I would still watch that vlog and your camera would have just added to it. And, you know? I had a
0: couple specific things I wanted to shoot that day. I did it. And I'll make myself accessible for everything else, you know? And that was a fun day.
1: As long as you're having fun, you're getting the content that you want and need to create, that's the beautiful thing. So, whatever it ended up being. Because there are moments where
2: I. Kind of like what you just said I knew what I had to get Or I know what I'm Kind of Going into the day What I'm trying to achieve And I know that sometimes Being in the crowd of cameras And all that stuff That At that moment Maybe I need to go step out And get something Shot because I'm not going to have time And as much fun as this is I I have this Well that's what I said earlier I was so
0: impressed That you could leave Really fun moments Yeah Because 99% of the park Or 99% of the time We go to the parks by ourselves. Right I'm not saying that it's lonely yeah. But you're there by yourself doing your thing, sure, right? But on the crazy days, Galaxy's Edge opening, you and we're know,
1: having a lot of them lately because of all the reopening, yeah,
0: because we're backed up, right? right? Like, you know, I'm assuming that the second when Matterhorn opens back up will be another party day, you exactly. know, there'll be buds there those days, exactly. So, as, as, as enticing as those moments were to watch you have the wherewithal it'll be like, I need to go do coverage. I need to we need to go do an, an intro I need to go shoot an outro right. right like just seeing you flex that production muscle in the moment of like peak happiness yeah like it takes a lot of discipline to get this done Yeah.
1: he does such a good job with that like so good
2: thank you
0: well this conversation has no beginning and has no ending no <laughs> so I'll hit stop now but it'll keep going
1: it'll keep going